0: Welcome to episode number 18 of It's Server Time. Today, we have ZTR joining us. Of Young Ninjas, formerly of NIP proper, but uh, ZTR, thanks a lot for coming on because I know that you're taking time out of your evening. You are playing in a tournament right now, and every moment counts, every hour counts, but you're spending some time with us, so really appreciate you coming on.
1: No problem. Great to be here.
0: Awesome. All right, so we're going to get things started with a and a Q&A here. So, first question is, you're playing in the We Play Academy League right now. Did you think it was going to be this competitive?
1: Uh, Not really, to be honest, because there were so many, not unknown teams, but so many teams just announced it like a day before or on the same day, just like Fnatic. So, and I didn't think this is they would be as good as they are now, most of the teams. There are many teams that have surprised, actually, like, uh, for example, Big and Fury. They've taken some wins against some pretty good teams, I believe. Yep. And as well as Fnatic Rising, they've been playing for, like, maybe three or four days total, or since the t- tournament started, they've been playing. And they are in the first pers- first place now, I believe. So they've surprised big time.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, um, Mix and No, do you guys have questions for Z- Zeter? Actually, another question. Does anybody call you Zeter? I sometimes say it for fun, <laughs> but I don't say it on broadcast. But I sometimes like no. Zeter.
1: No, not never kind of fun. actually. <laughs> like, the only ver- other version of my nickname is maybe like Star, because I used to nickname Lil- Little Star or something like this. So that's the only thing. OK, wait. Actually,
0: what's your what's your username come from, the the ZTR,
1: then? Uh, it's pretty random, to be honest. So. I don't really have an explanation for it, but I guess maybe something like Star and I wanted to make it look cool. So with a set instead. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. OK. There.
2: Um, I guess for one question, going from playing on NIP to playing in this academy team is like, what was the transition going back down to the academy team like for you?
1: Uh, so obviously or not obviously, but at first uh, it was really I was pretty demotivated at first knowing that I had received like what some may see as a once in a lifetime opportunity to play for a tier 1 team and that I had kind of fucked it up by not performing as I uh, as good as I could have and which led to me getting demoted but after some days talking speaking with some friends and family etc and them giving me some other views on the whole situation i realized that i'm only 17 and it's just another step in my career uh, which makes me so i'm um, so it didn't take as harsh now so i'm just looking forward to what the future might hold now because i'm i have still a long future ahead of me i believe
0: that that is a, a great way to look at it's it a good mindset and to have
3: y- like yeah. well you know one of the one of the best examples i always think of whenever i think of that is like when Nexa got his like first shot on Renegades and like he played with Renegades for a bit and he wasn't very good. Like he didn't do very well. He had to like call for a bit as well, even on Renegades, and like he didn't really perform very well. And then after that it was kinda of, like back to no man's land or whatever. And it wasn't only till like a year or two later he started like performing again and like you know, with crazy and then like getting on G2 and stuff. So it's like Obviously yeah. some people had kind of like I think it's like a linear thing of like you get your one shot and then Obviously, you never know any sports or sports in general when your next shot comes. But I think as long as you can like keep the motivation, and kind of just keep working at it. If you are good enough and you can like you know keep
0: improving, eventually another shot just come down the road. Definitely. How do you think? Uh, how do you think Linus has been playing for them?
1: Uh, well, I think uh, he's a, he suits them much more than me actually because the positions that I transferred to when playing with them. He actually played before, uh, or something, oh. or at least close to it. So now that he's playing with them, uh, he got to play his uh, comfortable position. So uh, I think he's, and I think he's been doing it really good as well. And uh, yeah, with a little, or just with a bit more time, I think he can do much better than he's already been doing. Um.
0: Um.
1: When
2: Linus Linus went up to to the main team, you guys picked up Royf, or how do you say his name? Rolf. 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 Uh, What's it been like playing with him compared to when you were with LNZ before?
1: So, actually, I didn't play with LNZ. So, it was was Manan who got replaced uh, as me and Linus switched back. And obviously, he's much younger than Manan. And. Close to no team experience or an experience at all playing at a decent level. So, of course, uh, that was uh, what you say the negative side of it that he didn't have an experience. But uh, now, with time, I believe that he's just absorbing everything we learn in every game and learning uh, by every game. So, yeah, I think he is looking good for uh, now at least, and he will only keep on improving, I believe.
0: When, okay, so if you didn't play some of the spots though for NIP prior to you moving to their team, what do do you know what they saw in you then? like what did they just want to steal your strats <laughs> like because i I know you called for overpass, so did you, they just steal your strats and then walk away? <laughs> like what what happened? Why did oh, they get
1: really like that like on T side, I played most of my position still. like I was okay. on the uh, I was kind of the lurker dude or something like this. Uh, on the other side of the map, not going with the group. It was mostly on the CT side. I just kind of took uh, all of Twist's uh, positions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which, like, maybe one of them I had played, uh, I was comfortable on. Uh, it was Inferno. I had played that before. But then on most other maps. Uh, Is that
0: pit? Is that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, apps
1: pit. And then, like, uh, on most maps, as you maybe see now in the Academy League, I'm playing like rotator or where I can move around a lot.
0: Yeah, and you're like the rotator overpass. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah.
1: what I feel most comfortable in, uh, being able to move around and adjust to what is happening around the map, which uh, in those positions uh, that I played in NIP, I couldn't really do that much, because I was mostly like yeah, like A-Site, Anchor, and Nuke, and Pits, and A-Site, Mirage, and stuff like this. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, I think the most Kind of famous way. I think the the impression you left on a lot of people after Flashpoint Three was two things. One, um, you were really clutch. Uh, you won a lot of one v one, one v twos, and uh, I think when I asked you about that there, you kind of like said you kind of play more for yourself in those moments. Can you can you kind of like talk about that again? Like, why do you think for y- why do you think when you played on NIP? A lot of moments you're kind of like iffy, but then when in clutches, you popped off.
1: Yeah, I believe it's because like when it's like like a normal 4v4 or when more people are alive, it's kind of a good and it's a, like a double-edged sword that I think, or it comes from time to time, like I think too much about uh, what's happening around me and with my teammates that I don't focus on myself that much, uh, which happens sometimes, which can be good, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if I end up in a clutch situation, then I don't have to focus on anything of anything of that sort anymore. And I can just focus on aiming and trying to you know outsmart the opponents in a, a 1vx situation, which I feel like I'm pretty good at.
0: Okay, another thing that's stuck with people is that, because you played all these anchor positions, you would do this all the time, where you would save your smoke <laughs> until the sight hit. And then you would just right click it and then try to outplay people. Like, what made you play this kind of style instead of something a little more standard?
1: To, to be honest, it was like uh, I felt like I, after some time, uh, obviously I've been noticing uh, criticism or like people saying that I'm pretty bad, I guess. And that pre- took a, not a really big hit, but I noticed some that I started lacking in confidence a bit. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I most of the time just resorted to uh yeah trying to earn time for my team instead and just trying to yeah. super, and maybe get at least a one-for-one trade uh whilst delaying them so it's yeah that's and i of course didn't have so much uh that much ideas on what to do on those positions because uh i didn't have that much experience on- oh
0: that makes so much sense because actually when i watch your demos for against astralis you play that really good opening series you didn't really do that as much. Um, no, yeah. You didn't you didn't do the right click smoke thing. And then as you played more for NIP, N- you started doing it more and more and more. I will say though that it did work. I mean, you guys made the finals at Flashpoint three, like, and you doing that bought time for rotations all the time. Like you you put sometimes seriously set up like for fifteen seconds. You'd wait for the whole smoke, and then because they were just trying to find you in it, the your teammates just rotated it and killed them. So. Yeah. It was effective, I thought. Uh, in that sense, <laughs> it was hard to like get wrap my head around it, though, yeah. because it was kind of like you're not killing anybody, but you are like I know wasting time is important because it causes it allows rotations, but you were like I, I kind of liked it I, at the by the end of Flashpoint three, I had to kind of like I had to respect it because you guys were doing so well. Yeah. Uh, you guys mix a note. You guys have more questions for ZTR. Um, I guess with Flashpoint three, with the
2: whole. The whole drama that went down early on, uh, for you do, you, do you feel like that added a lot of pressure for you personally?
1: Like, not really, to be honest. Like, of course, we got some uh, nice and uh, comfort- comforting uh, messages from all the po- <laughs> Polish fans, but uh, it didn't really affect me that much uh, because I know it's just people writing uh, threats behind the screen and such on or like the only time we maybe i maybe felt pressure was in the actual anonymous rematch but after that it was uh, all good because obviously we didn't want to get this huge controversy about the rematch and then lose the rematch that would be a pretty uh, bad look yeah
0: makes you got you got any questions no i'm good okay okay uh I'll ask one thing kind of about the org right now and then we can move on to some of the top the main topics. But so the last thing I'll ask is you guys are on the Young Ninjas, obviously the Academy team for NIP. So what kind of uh resources does NIP offer you guys? Are you getting to work with the player any of the players on the proper team, the coach? Like do you guys talk to threat or anything?
1: Uh yeah, so the resources we of course get not everything we ask for, but like if we need something, we can always ask for it and they will try their best to help us with it and maybe get it for us. Mm. Uh, when it comes to like uh, uh, like helping us with the team in general, strats, or just individually uh, with the uh, staff and uh, coaches, there, uh, Threat has been helping a bit as well. Uh, as and as well, uh, David, the uh, uh, physic or Mental coach or physical coach uh, for uh, you may be seen in him some of the blogs.
0: psychologist kind of thing. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. I don't know what exactly yes. it is, but something like that. David McGowan, yeah. uh, and he's been helping out a lot as well. I've been oh. talking to him a lot uh, after, I got, uh, after I got demoted uh, from the main lineup.
0: Oh, OK. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, performance manager. It's, yeah, exactly. Is, OK. Wait, what? This guy's a professional rower. What? what yeah, the he hell? was.
1: He was playing. He was uh, uh, <laughs> the Olympics and things like this. <laughs> yeah,
0: I see this. Wait, what? He he became the youngest coach to win a world championship in rowing. What the hell? Okay, that's that's a cool guy to have on your team. Okay, what does he help yeah. you with? What What kind of things does he help you with? Uh?
1: No, just like uh, nutrition. First of all, like how to maintain a good schedule because I feel like that helps a lot. Uh, just uh, if you maintain a good schedule, you feel good and you play good. And uh, like tips with um, like I don't know all about that. Yeah, exactly.
3: Do you and eat like... well, Bix. No, I was more thinking like having like a good sleeping schedule, which oh, okay, I haven't yeah. had in a year. <laughs>
2: I mean, we're not Three law 3M, law 2, to, two to
0: You <laughs> you really just keep choosing to work with European teams, but then again, what so, other what NA teams yeah. are there to work with?
4: <laughs> <They're> <laughs> supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, I got a okay. quick question for ZTR while we're on the topic, so while we're still in interview mode here. So, go for All right, it. when you get signed up to the main team, right, ZTR, and then they announce that miraculously they've somehow managed to get device on the lineup. Oh, like yeah. at this point where you've you've been with the team for a brief amount of time, like what is your reaction? Because I don't think we ever got like an a, a in-depth, like obviously when device gets announced, everybody's looking to device. What does device got to say? What does device think? And th- nobody really seemed to have gone deep in like what the actual players thought about this move. So obviously I imagine you're like, you can't even believe it, disbelief, but can you walk us through some of what that actually was? Like, what what the reaction was when you wound up finding out that Device was soon going to be a teammate of yours?
1: Uh, Yeah, so, uh, of course, when we had the meeting and it was announced that we would uh, get Device, uh, uh, first reaction was, am I really going to play with, like, four times Major winner? I was just recently fighting in pugs and things like this. So it was pretty uh i don't if you can say surreal feeling uh it didn't feel real at first and then uh, after that i just started uh, it gave me much more motivation to grind even harder because obviously i don't want to underperform when playing with the four times major winner mm-hmm. so it was just really nice overall
0: uh, i guess to stick on the device thing what how did it feel no uh when he announced that you were his one of his you and manon for his player to watch or what to like up and coming player for his top hltv top 20 thing how did that feel to you uh
1: of course it felt uh, good uh, uh don't really think it has much weight in it though or however mm-hmm. you can call it but of course it it felt good it gave me much uh, morale boost as well and yeah
0: okay yeah that's that's expected i guess um okay okay i think that's enough i think that's enough questions uh let's put do you have another one
4: I'll say the, I mean, the only other point that I wanted to harp on there was the fact that like, I, I do find it kind of funny. It's really just a, a side tangent that obviously ZTR's debut was against Astralis and that was before the device move, obviously. So it's oh, just yeah. funny to me that that, like the timing where his best series ever, the new kid on the block. And then obviously like a few short months later in devices, like, ah, actually I like that guy. Let me, let me hop over teams <laughs> for them. So it's just a funny like little side. T- I don't know if that came up in conversation or anything, but.
1: Yeah, it was uh we I think we talked or we laughed about it uh the after device joint. Yeah okay. <laughs> when we spoke about it.
3: <laughs> kid, yeah, kid, he's, kid, probably, kid. he's probably annoyed. I'm so like, yeah, this dude can just play this guy. That's what always happens, you know, you play some guy, you don't know anything about them. It's usually only happens against like CIS teams though. Where I just play some dude that I've never heard of and he's just fucking dropping like, thirty five kills on me and just Yeah. He's the best player I've ever met and seen in the server of Counter Strike. It's usually how it goes.
2: The never-ending sago mix in CIS teams. Yeah, it feels
0: like you literally are losing to a new CIS team every week. So <laughs> Yeah, that's and how it goes.
3: You meet, you meet a new CIS team you never heard of, and then there's fucking some random guy with an anime profile pic. It's like God reincarnated in the server. And script. it's literally
0: just a, a username that's just either a first name <laughs> that's not really his name, like Jerry, or it's just two words put together that just have no relation to each like, other. Can you, like, can you like confirm the struggle
2: like, of scrimming CIS teams? Yeah, is, like, this is the things you the- TR.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And with the, <laughs> and my pro and my profile picture instantly gives them 10% uh, confidence boost and just overall better play.
0: I think your isn't your profile picture like uh it's from Naruto. It's is it, God, God, it's, it's
1: like, the, because she understands the, the Yeah, yes. exactly. It, actually in uh, before Flashpoint, uh, I don't know if you watched any demos or something of it, everyone in the main team we switched to uh, anime pictures, but with Nip like uh, logos on them. Mm. And we okay. got to the first final in a long time. So, yeah, not so they do anything, kind of to win the <laughs> <laughs>
4: anything to win
0: That's gonna be the uh, major winning strategy. From from,
3: from from what I remember, I remember Estatag saying this once was that when he was on Astralis, like this was either just because Zonic was like lazy booking scrims or it was that, or there was 200 IQ. It was like they would scrim for the most part just like random CIS teams. It's like most of their scrims just consisted of CIS teams. And that's the how I actually thought it was smart because it's like, listen, if you're playing like random CIS teams or just CIS teams in general every day during practice, and then you get to the officials and you just and you just have to play like heroic or like G2 or something, right? It seems like 10 times easier than playing than playing Russians. Yeah. So it's just so it's just like they take like the training weights off, you know what I mean, when they get into the matches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the mechanics of the, the CIS players are just incredible and the randomness of the game it prepares, yeah it prepares you for everything
3: literally everything you have to be ready for everything
0: yeah it's like elite level pugs basically because they're also trying so hard because you're astralis or something in his position all right let's let's move on to the topics though let's move on to some of the topics so the first thing we're going to talk about is the the we play academy league and just disclaimer i'm obviously employed by them uh, i'm working them right with with them right now on their desk, and ZTR is competing in the competition, so they invited his team to be a part of this. So um, there's like there's going to be a slight bias, obvious right now. And also, they're kind of the reason that we're doing this a little bit because they they put us in touch. I feel like you were there was something about you were going to do a pod with us or or something like a while back or something, but then it just didn't work out. But now we're back and we're doing it. So that's that's what's happening. Um. So let's just get started on it. The We Play Academy League has gone through five days so far. Um, and you guys are sitting at I think a two and three score line. Mm-hmm. And so some of the teams that people might not know here, um, there's Furia Academy, Big Academy, Young Ninjas, Strawlist Talent, Navi Jr. Uh oh, so good at my job that I that I know these off the top of my head. Prodigy. Um, VP Prodigy and there's one more right that I missed who is it I don't know you you already
4: say mouse nxt or is that Uh, mouse nxt
0: of course of course they were one of the favorites going into it and um, so ZTR when you when you look at this these teams you kind of mentioned already that you kind of thought this would be relatively easy or maybe not yeah yeah I mean some of the teams maybe would have been competitive but some of them don't look that hard on paper what like, what have they shown you that has obviously made this harder than you originally thought it would have been?
1: Uh, so I'm only going to mention the teams we played yeah, and, yeah. or that we lost to, I guess. Mm-hmm. So Mouse NXT, like before, I think everyone also saw this. Like, they were, they are a final contender or like a title contender, I guess you could say. Like, they are one of the teams to that I would predict to reach it to the final at least together with us uh, mm-hmm. and so they've had pretty bad start as well i believe they've lost some matches that i don't think they should have lost they're uh, three and two also yeah, yeah. and so uh, i think they're still really good and that uh, like i feel like uh, in this B one format and before the playoffs uh, i think like everyone can beat everyone to be honest so yeah. it just uh, uh we're just trying to grind it out until the playoffs comes and hopefully we'll be there, so we can grant some b three matches.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. How, how about more on a like conceptual side of the thing? What is it? What do you think it means to you to have uh, an initiative like this, like a you know an academy, a, a, a tournament for academy teams that actually has a really sizable uh, prize pool? Like this has a this has a one hundred thousand dollar prize pool, and the highest ranked team you know is was going into this i think mouse was around the 50th on hltv so what does it mean to have like this many resources directed at, at a, an initiative for an initiative like this for you
1: uh it feels really good to feel that like uh, us and all the other teams that are in the league as academy teams are still uh, being priorita- prioritized i guess you can say mm-hmm. that we have a old league and it's not like a shitty league it's like actually well made with uh, good price money, good form or good format with LAN also in the playoffs, which is uh, really good. I feel like it's like yeah, nothing like this has been done before.
0: Okay, I want to get a little bit more political, I guess, and this is kind of an open discussion now. Oh. This is happening during the player break, and there yeah. have been some people that have expressed their discontent with the the scheduling of this. So, what do you guys what do you guys think of The fact that during the player break i was hoping that
2: you'd bring this up because i just think that the player break is probably one of the best times to run an event like this also holding i think players that aren't really playing top tier events constantly to the same standard of when they're allowed to play events as professional players is a little bit uh ridiculous just because for for two reasons one is running a tournament like this during the player break also, where it's best of one matches, you're going to give these players a lot more um, notoriety and they're going to get a lot more viewers because when you look at the HLTV match ticker, there's almost no other matches happening. Because I remember in the past, like every player break, it would just be, you'd, you'd get days where there'd be Reddit posts of like, oh, look, no matches on HLTV. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, and obviously, people are still looking at the at the matches to, to get a sense of what's happening anyway. Um, and also on top of that a lot of these players are between 16 and 20 and august like J- july to august is one of the main times where these players who are probably still in school are going to have time off from school as well so even for their schedule it works best to be able to have a tournament like this during this break um so i thought that that whole that whole concept seemed a little bit um of not running not running this event during the player break was a little bit ridiculous
0: Mix, what do you what do you think about a tournament during the player break mm, I don't mind it but also I
3: am kind of curious to hear the players kind of thoughts on it because it seems yeah. like Astralis, talent and young ninjas have been kind of playing still uh, yeah, they've been playing like a lot of other events as well so I don't know how much that's necessarily planned around because also this one was kind of like a bit more last minute so at least going into the future um I think as long as like you know the academy teams still have like a proper break somewhere you know they can reset and rest and stuff and they're not just like playing like tw- like you know 365 days of the year you know when yeah. it's supposed to be a break they're playing like the official academy league and stuff so as long as like yeah. the orgs are actually scheduling it properly um, i don't see a problem with it because i definitely think it helps to get more attention on like the teams and i think if i was a player in one of them i would be I'd, i would be fine with it just because i feel like it does kind of like increase the notoriety of the event it feels like just more people watching It feels more important. Uh, it's always just kind of like a nice thing to have, playing like any event.
0: Sure, yeah, right. I
1: agree. Yeah.
0: Uh, Z, I mean, yeah. What do you think about it, ZTR, though? Like, because you're the one that's actually playing in it and dedicating a bunch of time to, you know, making this is like this is the most stressful for you of it. Is how does it feel? Yeah.
1: So, like for me personally, and I think for my team as well. Like we, d- of course, we don't have any school right now. Yeah, uh, but for me personally, at least, I don't have a problem with uh, it being a tournament right now. Uh, to be honest, I'm pretty happy because, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I don't like having too long like time without playing because then I just feel like I'm honestly wasting time. So I feel like this uh, league was. Uh, it's pretty nice to have it during the play break, but as uh, you guys said earlier, there should maybe be some. Designated uh, like at least one or two weeks uh, break for the people participating in this smaller, uh, like the academy teams. Or like of course, I didn't play all the smaller tournaments because I was in the main team for a while. But, like, uh, my team is now in Young ninos. They've probably paid like five times the matches that I have had uh, during the regular season. And now they have to play as well. So maybe they are not uh, as happy about it uh, as I am. Mm.
0: Okay. I think
2: that's all I think, fair. I think one thing to note as well though is that this tournament, uh the, the group stage including the the play-in or the the last chance stage ends on August 8th, um which technically would still give players the chance to have a week off uh between that and the playoffs because the playoffs aren't until the the 24th or something like that. Um and ESCA has already said that any players who want to delay their league matches um because I think the league, ESEA league, start on August third or something, and they've already said that if any players want to delay their matches up until August fifteenth, they're able to. Um, So I think even even with that, if players want to take an extra week off after this group stage of this league ends, I don't think that's necessarily an issue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you're the if you get to the LAN, the the matches are actually during like not the player break. Um, they're yeah. the 20 they're August 27, 28, 29 which is like back when competition is supposed to happen but yeah like you said there, there's no matter what you will have a, a week off and the only reason you actually if you if you are a top 3 team I think you have even like a week and a half off because you don't have to play like the reason the games even go that long is because there's this like last chance kind of qualifier to make it to the LAN yeah. so that it's kind of like if you it's kind of an an if you earn a thing you kind of do get a longer break um yeah yeah, so that's also for
2: context i was a bit curious so i I did look it up quickly i think ztr played 151 maps in 2021 so far and his teammate uh one of his teammates played
0: 235 oh my god so like that's just the scale of of uh activity yeah well, it's because when he was on NIP, they'd always win into or lose into, two, and then, you know, Young just go three maps. No, that's yeah. a crazy amount. <laughs> that's a crazy, crazy amount
4: of, of games. That's kind of surprising wow. to me specifically because one of the things that somebody was saying, I think it was Sticko, when he was on Twitter, he was basically saying like, oh, what if a player gets promoted up and then they suddenly they've got to play even more. Apparently, coming from ZTR anyway, the, you actually get, get less matches to deal with if you're playing tier one. So it's it, it's <laughs> yeah. actually better in that case. Please sign me up for some more matches so I can get promoted up so I don't have to deal with that, right? So I don't know. It seems like, like a... Yeah, a that, that was
2: a weird argument because I, I always felt that if you get promoted up, there are less games in scale at the professional mm. level.
1: So. I although I would like to say it's like uh, more intense and maybe m- yeah. more practice uh, besides the games.
0: Yeah. I said this on the Snake and Banter podcast that I do with Thorin but I was also thinking his argument that um you know if you get promoted then you have to play more games like isn't the whole goal though of every player to get promoted. So if you got promoted I think You would kind of just take it. You'd have to just take it in stride. Surely, you'd just be like, you wouldn't be get promoted and be like, nah, sorry, Fury. I just want to take a break. Like, I really need this. You'd just be hungry for it, I think. So, uh, um, yeah, I went through. If if anybody, I have more thoughts about the CSPPA thing, I guess. But I did. I said all of them on Snake and Banter, which also is just released. Um, Maybe we could talk more. Let's we could talk more about some of the the league stuff. So. I don't I I mean I've been obviously watching all of it. I've been I've seen every game. Um you were saying so how about this? We'll just we'll just do this quickly. Uh ZTR from the first 5 days of play, who do you think are teams that if right now, who do you think would be the teams that, that make the land top 4? Oh,
1: so, like uh, right now?
0: Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to give an order or anything like that, but yeah,
1: what do you think, think for Fnatic and Mouse? Yeah, and personally, I think us, but we need to step it up a bit for that in order for that to that happen. Yeah, and then I think the fourth place is between uh, uh, big because they've been looking really good. I don't know how good they are though, I've not, I've only just seen the results and uh, mm-hmm. they've won a, a good amount of games against yeah. like good teams like Mouse and uh, I think the Navi Junior if they can find their consistency because they can be really good at times and at, uh, at other times they can uh, just uh, fall apart and be pretty bad
0: yeah big have actually beaten navi junior and mouse already like that's yeah. that's pretty that's pretty nuts but um i'll say just one thing like their their map pool seems like it's right now too much like um, it's like they 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 really they can play mirage and they can play nuke, but when they played Inferno, maybe it's just Fnatic Rising being incredible. But they looked really kind of weak on it. Um, I'll just say, I mean, whatever. I say it on the broadcast anyway, so it's not like I'm giving you insider info. But their B site looks vulnerable. Like the Prime Taps and Glazed, I don't think they understand how to play like mid mid round B site setups and stuff like that. Yeah. So I th- I think that's uh that might be a weak point for them. Either way, um, I guess okay. So the whole point of it also is like. Not necessarily, not even necessarily the teams. Like sometimes we focus a lot on the players because it's an academy league and it's not like, it's not like people are expecting these teams to like reach the top. It's more like a couple players will get plucked from these rosters. So is there any, are there any players at this, um, that you, you think should like get, get called up or like who, who do you think are like some of the best players at this? And don't, don't put anyone on, on young ninjas. So, but like on other teams, who do you think are good? Who do you think is good?
1: Uh, so I'll pick one from you I think Aqua uh, I don't know I've just seen that he's been getting like 40 kills every single nuke game at least so he's maybe, crazy yeah maybe, he's maybe crazy. Just nuke, nuke is his map but he's yeah. been going crazy there at least so if anyone is to go there I do think though it's unlikely that they will pick someone from the academy but if there is someone to pick it will be Aqua I think yeah Uh, from Mouse uh I think Torsi is performing the best. And uh, I think he is actually maybe likely in the future to actually go to the main roster. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, uh, Navi Jr., I don't... If there's anyone, I'm not going to say Monesi because Simple is on the roster. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just, So I'm just going to say Ank- Ankara. Yeah. I think he's the best rifler there. Mm-hmm. Uh. What more teams are there?
0: Well, Fnatic. Fnatic has open Ooh, slots. Fanatic. Yeah. Uh.
1: Well, I guess I'm gonna say Pepsir there. I think mm. he's the best. Mm-hmm. Pepsir um, has
0: actually not done that well at the event. It's been like the Regali and it was the Regali show completely. And then Process, uh okay. had a he really big to performance today. So he he jumped up. He's like the second highest rated for them. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think, though, that Pepcer is, uh, like, yeah, I think he's still, perf- or not, maybe not performing the best right now, but I think he's uh, the best rifler, at least, in mm-hmm. uh, the team. Maybe it doesn't show any skills, but uh, I think he's making the right decisions at the right times and things like this, etc.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Um. Okay, we'll, we'll uh, actually, oh, yeah, what's it?
2: I just want to say, as a general point, it's just really nice to hear, like, less notable names, like names that people aren't as familiar with in all of this conversation because there's been a lot of talk about how CS is dying or about how there's nobody uh, coming up but when you look at a league like this and you hear all of these names it's it's just nice to have fresh talent that has some form of um, some form of uh, a path to get further in the scene as well and yeah. also a way to, to have their names more well known
0: yeah, it gets you excited. Uh
2: one thing I am curious about is uh we play I've I've only been able to watch a couple of the matches, but the ones that I did we play was uh was showing some of the team speak uh comms for an entire round from teams. Is that something that they uh that they discuss with the players as well, or is that uh something that was uh sort of just uh put on you guys, I guess?
1: Yeah, I guess like and it was just kind of put on us but like it said in the rules or like we were notified of it like a, a few days prior so i guess i i we didn't have any problems with it at least but i think that if we would have written to them or made a complaint then they probably wouldn't have used it but i don't know for sure
2: okay is so- it an issue for you guys like do you is it something that you're not really a fan of or or do you not really mind it
1: uh, like I kind of like it when you can hear the comms. Uh, although, like, uh, you can like, when I watched some of the Astralis talent game, when they won against Navi Junior, you could hear their team speak. And I think it was like something they hadn't won an official on HLTV since April. <laughs> and then you can hear the team speak comms after their win against Navi Junior. And it was just nice to listen to. So I think it's a nice addition, like, to. Yeah, feel like the aura, in uh, the team speak uh, uh, special rounds.
0: Yeah, so for people that haven't tuned in yet, the way that we play has been using them is they will do it three times per game, pretty much. They'll do it um, once on I would say the first like full anti eco. So basically, like gun round versus literally USPS. So it's very minimal information on that round in general. The second time they'll do it is the second half pistol. They will do it a lot. Um, so they'll just get one team out of pistol ra- on the second half pistol round. And then the third time they would do it would be once a team reaches match point, they will do it then. So if, especially like if it's 15 to 10 uh, or even I think it, I don't know if they did it at 1514. I think they left the casters on when it was like a 30 rounder. But if it was like 15 to 7, they will just on um, that round that they, after 15-7 is hit, they will just play the comms, and you can hear, like, the whole build-up of the round and then the winning moment, and it's it's exciting, and, like, I mean, as a fan, it's awesome. I kind of think that one thing, though, is that, like, when we heard Fnatic Rising today, they were literally talking about how they knew you through this smoke, and that they knew you were doing something because of it, so I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, they clearly anti stratted you, and they clearly were, like, we're talking about their anti-strat during the that was yeah. so it was very yeah. revealing. And it's something that we assumed already. And I think most people like y- I'm you guys probably felt it. And yeah. even uh Torzy said it uh or no, not Tor- oh, oh no, he said Tor- Torzy said Furia anti Stroudd him, but either way, like Fnatic is very obviously anti stratting everybody in this tournament, so like it was kind of I think anybody that paid attention knew that anyways, but um yeah, I think that I think that's gonna probably do it for the the We Play Academy part of this one. I don't think there's too much more to say. Oh, I will say this. Um, if anybody is a Brazilian listener and they're wondering who's going to replace Honda, you have like three options on this Fury Academy team. <laughs> you have, you have Puria, you have drop and you have decency and all of all three of them. God, they all probably could do better than Honda. Like, honestly, I'm just going to be real. Like they, like they all look way, way, way more competent. Uh, Purio was kind of the best player on imperial and then you join this team but he's probably too aggressive so maybe not him so dropper decency would just kind of fit for honda's positions really well but yeah obviously
2: let's... like safe is probably the best candidate but his yeah. buyout is probably ridiculous yes during brazilian team buyouts so unfortunately yeah. that doesn't seem like a reality mm-hmm. uh okay. quickly i am curious I've, I've had i had this thought uh, a few years ago, but I sort of iterated on it just now. But what what would your thoughts be on uh, a bigger tournament broadcast? So let's say like a blast or a, or an ESL tournament, having the the POV just follow a single player. So say follow Simple or back in the day, I guess my my go to is example is follow Kenny S and only have that player's comms uh, be played throughout the round rather than the whole team. So you don't really get as much of the whole anti strat picture either. But you also get like a POV of a of a specific player, and you you can sort of share that to the broadcast.
1: Yeah, I think that would be good as well. Uh, maybe I don't know if it would be better. I've never seen it in action. But, yeah. So I'm guessing you only heard the person that uh, they're spectating, or uh, yeah,
2: because my my presumption is that a lot of big teams don't want all of their comms shared. And yeah. so that would be sort of the best middle ground where you're able to show the POV of a single player. It would, it would depend on the player. The yeah. yeah. Some of that might be interesting, but, the others, like, but others,
3: yeah. like, they, they wouldn't... But no, I'm just saying also just, like, some offers that might be, like, interesting to hear what they're saying or, like, if they're, like, like kind of, like, moving people around themselves. But mm-hmm. other people, it's, like, it might be kind of awkward because they don't really talk much. So you just hear, like, nothing <laughs> the entire <laughs> round. I <laughs> think you just yeah. hear, like, 1B. <laughs> I, would, I think that would be a good idea at least to try the <laughs> whole round is one b
1: you would just that's all you
3: would hear you would hear one b and then you would die and show, oh <laughs> yeah just sighs
2: on the mic <laughs> that's all you would hear in the entire round shit
1: three b i
0: just yeah. think it'd be
2: a nice way to like iterate on a standard broadcast you know just add something new to it yeah, i think the that- standard format
0: yeah, it could be. It could be. That's that's a unique way to do it. I think that is a replay. I think it would be really good as a replay. But because if it's interesting and not too revealing, they the, you know they could exercise some kind of discretion. But mm-hmm. for a whole round, I think that's kind of risky because they might just miss the whole action of the round if it's you know in a real live match. True. That is that's the
2: risk behind it. I think the the idea is more that a lot of viewers don't really get the the perspective of what playing what playing on the server is actually like for players because they either don't play the game as much themselves or they only watch a lot of tournaments. And so there's x-ray on all the time. They don't have a sense of how it actually feels to play on the server. So if you were to spectate one player for a round or at least until they die, mm-hmm. then you sort of get that tension of not really knowing where people are, seeing where the nades are coming oh, in, etc. cetera. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's more where I was coming from because then you also get that, that, uh, Direct player perspective on the server. I feel well. like that'd
3: be better suited for like content that they play, like you know, like in between maps, you know, like during the breaks. You know, look at like the surf stuff on the ESL stream. You would just like yeah. have like a, he's actually have, like a round from like a previous tournament that just plays from like that person's POV. Yeah, but, don't, like, don't if you, you do love that in, to like live... surf and
4: chill in the middle of the break between grand finals map one and two? Like, isn't that a best time to chill as a viewer when you're supposed to be hyped? Surf for and the chill. Next... <laughs> Sorry, I just I I couldn't fucking stand that, dude. That was the quickest closed browser tab of my life when I'm like watching Navi. No, I'm watching Navi almost make history and then surf and chill comes on. Dude, I don't (laughs) want to chill. There's
3: nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It's just between the breaks, man, you know, it's just some surfing. (laughs) Just, I think yeah. I would
0: pre- I think I would just prefer like something more focused on the tournament during those kind of moments. I just that, prefer that's... less
2: breaks overall in, in these tournaments. Oh, yeah, I think Valde even mentioned it on, on Snake Inventors that there's way too many, oh, so many. breaks in matches right now where there's a three-minute break in between half times. Overtime has another three-minute break before you go into it. There's like a 20-minute break between matches, and it just adds so much time to an entire series. It's sort of ridiculous.
0: I hate I hate the three minute break between halftime because you have to go through the demo and you just have to like fast forward that at a thousand percent to get the pistol round started. And it's like, oh, shoot, I went too far sometimes. And then I just have to go back. And it's like, now I have to rewind a demo. Itself. Oh, yeah, they
4: don't segment I, it actually, out as a separate round, right? So, you no, you can't click I'm the actually next round curious on, on
2: ZTR's POV on that because I'm guessing that you didn't really get that experience until you started playing on some of the tournaments with NIP. And before it was sort of just matches back to back. Yeah. Uh, what was your what was your perspective on going into some of those like I, long breaks?
1: Uh, like personally, like we was always at the boot camp, like in at the office in Stockholm. So for us, as soon as it hit halftime or and it was like a few minutes break, we would just turn around, have a chat about the game, etc., or just have everyone's feeling. So it wasn't that uh, hard, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think or like it could definitely be shorter uh, i don't see a problem in that because as as it wasn't a big problem but you'd uh, i i would rather just play instantly like normal 20 second delay between the halves and then just start playing again yeah uh, so feels,
0: it. feels like it carries some more momentum over a little bit yeah. just mm-hmm. you don't want to get cold either like by not playing for three for 3 whole minutes yeah, because it's even longer than three whole minutes. You might have died, and then freeze. I don't know time after, and then new freeze time. And Yeah, it's like more like four, I guess. Times. Um, okay, okay. Let's uh, let's move on to some of our thoughts because Cologne happened. We hadn't done a pod after Cologne finished. I'm sure everybody here was watching it pretty closely. You know, first land back, obviously, and so what are some takeaways? Mix. I, I want to hear what you. What was what's your biggest takeaway from from Cologne?
3: Uh, G two disappointing me once again. I had faint, I believed. they didn't We, we and... both picked them as
0: our pick. We both picked them as our pick to win. I thought it, this was the
3: time. I thought like it was finally going to happen. Like, yeah, I was ready for it. But seriously, I don't. Know. Navi just looks like, so good. We have some not just like simple playing that well because that's just simple shit, right? But like, just, it's nice to see them finally have seemingly like a consistently competent third rifler coming into the fray with bit. Mm-hmm. that just makes them like even more deadly so like i kind of I think about some of the rosters they had in the past and it's kind of ridiculous where it'd be like simple electronic and then you have like flamey edward and zeus there's like flamey had kind of fallen down a bit so flamey hasn't really been that in a yeah. while but it's just i don't know it's just devastating to play against when you have simple on the server and then you have electronic there as well and then finally they have someone that has a fucking like 68 percent Headshot percentage, just getting more and more comfortable playing. They got like their very spots.
2: Yeah, they, they this is also twist. like one of his first big lands as well. I think it might have even just, his, 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 first first yeah. Yeah, his, his first big one. Exactly. Yeah, his first big one exactly.
3: But yeah, I don't know. It was just nice to see Lan again. Like, do everyone in the same place? Obviously, it seemed to treat Faze well. Um, you know, I mean, I always knew it would. My boy twists on Lan. You always knew it was gonna, it was gonna go well for them. You know, mm-hmm. that was expected. But yeah, overall, <laughs> I mean. I expected them to beat Gambit, obviously.
4: <laughs>
0: what? <Okay. Wait. laughs> Excuse me.
4: No, Mix was Wait. out calling the Gambit onliners. W- weren't there predictions from everybody who was like the original, you know, the three hosts or whatever? Didn't you guys all have predictions for who was going to take the?
0: No, no, it said like Gambit to win Navi second, I think, and is Dark Horse. So Faze I was like, Horse, yeah.
2: The phase phase did beat my number one, so That's true. I mean, to be fair, I think I think uh, I definitely overestimated Gambit's first lan. I thought that they would play a little bit better, but phase like Kerrigan called circles around them in that uh, on that Inferno map for sure, especially. Um, I don't think Gambit necessarily played bad, but they did. You could tell that they had some nerves. Um, especially in that phase series they were making a little they're making some decisions that weren't quite how they would have played previously um i'm not sure how much the impact of not having their coach in their ear had um from listening to their comms uh i obviously they don't release everything but from some of their comms videos it seems like he doesn't do too much um in terms of mid-rounding, it seems like it's a lot more on Chiro and
0: Afani. He um, he helps in mid rounds, but it's it's very slight direction or even just yeah. like emotional things sometimes. The like, emotional side is is the the big one
2: for me, I think. Yeah. Um, which is what I felt that they struggled with in those and especially that phase match. They just seemed to to teeter a bit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think I don't think Emmets are onliners, and I think they definitely managed to prove that. I feel like.
3: I feel like the pressure, like if they're feeling any pressure, I feel like it comes less from the fact that it's on LAN, right? And it just comes more from the fact that like everyone has been talking about if they're going to perform on LAN, if that makes sense. It's like, there's like a difference there. It's like, it's not, it's not so much going back to LAN that puts like pressure on them. It's more just the fact that everyone's been talking about how they're going to play in this like specific environment. And I think that kind of can psych you out a bit and add to the pressure. Mm hmm. You might start like overthinking it a little bit too much.
4: Wait, mix. You're telling me that if a big conversation starts about your team and what they're going to do at their first big LAN event, that means that they might actually oh, yeah. like, get get fucked up at, like emotionally. Like the,
0: the whole community yeah, talking just, about you or your team, that yeah, it makes like, it harder. Yeah, for
3: seeing experience, it just fucks up your entire like what your expectations should be.
0: Like, CTR, do you think you can attest to this that when people talk about you all the time, that it gets a little harder?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah it's just. <laughs>
3: It just fucks up your expectations of where you think you should be. It's like we 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 had played like on C nine, right? We had failed to qualify for Katovitz, and that was like our first event with Zeppa or something. Yeah, it was either like the first or second event. Did you lose to like,
0: voidaphones?
3: Void Vodafone? That was that that, 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 that yeah, was Yeah, It was like even from the very start, like the first event where we didn't do well with Zeppa. We like lost to OG in like a close Bo three. Like yeah. lost to OG, a good team, right? I mm-hmm. could already tell that within certain people in the team, like they'd already felt that they were like failing that roster because they oh failed God. to qualify. Like, yeah. cause we had been together with Woxic for a bit, and then like we got Zeppa, and then like we didn't do that well at, like the first event, and it already seemed like that like people's like personal expectations in their head, like that like we were already like falling behind. When I was like, dude, it's like a we've <laughs> we'd only been playing with like together for like two months. Before that event, because there was like the player breaking shit as well, Mm -hmm. and then it's like you just started. Like I don't know, it's just that shit when everyone's talking about your team and like keeps harping, especially on like the same point. So for gam, it's like how are they going to play on land? Like at a certain point, it becomes less like the actual how you're playing on land that starts affecting you, and more just like once you get to the event, you're start you're like thinking about what the community is going to like say about how you play. Mm -hmm.
2: So so going back to Cologne here, what was your guys' biggest disappointment?
0: Biggest. You can include the play in stage. If oh, you want. You can, my! My mind, mine's quick. Mine's quick and easy because I was going to talk about it as my takeaway. Is that uh, you, Kinder, didn't swing as much as he normally does? I swear! I swear he didn't! I swear he did not. You, Kinder. Yeah. I love you, man. But dude, like I could tell you were you did not take those wide swings with the confidence that you normally do on overpass, especially in your guys' elimination game, dude. Uh, those like uh, or not a, not the the elimination series, I mean, not the map, but uh, the one against Astralis, there would have been like three times if you did a normal swing that, if he if he did a normal swing that he would have done online, he would have killed them, because they would have had their nades out, they weren't ready for it, but he stopped himself so many more times. He was like, he could have, he could have wide, sw- I remember this time they got on a bomb site. he knew that Glaive and I think Dupree, or, yeah, I think was it Glaive and Dupree, maybe Glaive and somebody were to, like, stuck it long, and they were literally just had their nades out as they were running away, and he just like, he, didn't, he just stopped and I was like, I, I don't I don't believe this is the guy that I know. I don't believe this is Yakindar anymore. So like one yeah. oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And also the the round where they knew Astralis did a four-man uh, T-side boost and no one took map control. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like what are you guys like you guys really he shot the op shot, he didn't get a kill with it. And yet, you, no one pushed into any new spots at all. I was like, you guys scared of the one lurker that's, that's possible right now? Like, there's no way this is the VP that I'm used to. So, VP were my biggest dis- d- disappointment, mostly because I saw their nerves come out on overpass, and that was such a close map that if they just took that one, I mean, that one went to OT, and they won Dust2 after that. If they won that, they could have been a, a semi-finalist here. So, VP, they let me down on that one map.
4: Is Kinder's failure to swing out as many times as he should have, in your opinion? Is that the same thing that Mix was talking about, though? Because everybody, like, straight—not just yeah. the swings, but everybody was saying, oh, yeah, Kinder's never going to play like this on LAN. Like, is that more of the same sort of narrative that maybe got into his head, you think?
0: Maybe. Maybe after getting stopped, like, once with a wide swing, you kind of feel like, I don't want to take that same wide swing unless it's a safe one. Yeah. It, I think that's kind of always been the the mentality at LAN that's like, it's not necessary— it, the mechanics are a little different because of online swings. Just have the having the ping is different, but also, it uh, it is something where once you get just laser beamed on land, you just kind of feel in the moment. I don't want to do that again. I'm just gonna like wait for my team. So you lose some of that nerve. Yeah, I think one of the the
2: problems with that is that if that's getting to him right now, once we get to lands with crowds, that's gonna be even worse. Like the the pressure that's added on from that oh. is just gonna oh. Well, he
0: without... he did better on Dust Two. Like he was doing it on Dust Two. I I'll say that first map though. He had nerves, and then when he his Dust Two game, right. he dropped forty kills. Like
4: yeah. <laughs> they were gone.
0: But he just didn't do it in crucial moments. Sometimes when it could have swung them. So uh, that's like, like okay. But like ZTR, what's your what was your takeaway or di- disappointment from watching Cologne that you weren't in it?
1: Like yeah, that as well, and <laughs> uh, probably. Mouse sports, I would like to see, like, I, oh, I, yeah. I thought that they would reach much further into the tournament uh, mm-hmm. than they actually did uh, with their recent results at Flashpoint and such. So, yeah, just probably Mousesports. I would like to see them go. I would have liked to see them play better than they did.
0: Yeah, they came in, uh, they, they didn't even... They basically got first-rounded, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Bad news I,
4: I bears
3: died speaking, for <laughs> going to say, I don't know. Kind of speaking of like the team that Mouse lost to the Liquid. Yeah, I don't know. Something about this Liquid lineup, right? And like the current roles in the team, just just ain't it for me. Like I, I just feel like it doesn't, it doesn't quite mesh. You know, like it's not there. Like it just feels a bit. It still just feels like a bit of a mess for me. Like the current iteration I might be of, wrong, of Liquid. But
1: they didn't, uh, I heard from Summer, somewhere, I read Summer, that Stewie is iJling?
0: Yeah, he is. is. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, he said, they said that recently, that he took it back yeah. over. It's um, just, like, it's the combination of,
3: like, who's calling. Um, A, Fallen as, like, op, Fallen's opping if he's not calling, hasn't really been, like, spectacular or anything. It's been, like, you know, just whatever. And then, like, yeah. the fact that Grim is still pretty much in, like, all of the, the bitch roles, kind of. He plays, like, every, like, small side anchor role. Plays, like, most of, like, lurking spots. Like, the small, like, the small side lurking spots on T-side and stuff, so it's, like, the fact that he's not, like, um, like, a, a trying to think of what I was saying. Like he's not, he like, from in the back. back. That, but, like, like the, the fact that he's not a focal point in the team, Mm-hmm. Within like, how the team is surrounded, and, like, kind of, like, how Fallen's playing, and, like, who the fuck is calling, like, I don't know. To me, it just doesn't feel like it's quite meshed. It doesn't make as much sense as, like, the team with, you know, back in 2019 did, is for me, where it's, like, I could tell, like, the identity of the team, I could tell, like, who was supposed to be playing well, like, the, the, perp, the purpose, like, if everyone's in, like, good spots for them. Yeah. But, like, on this team, with, like, Fallen and Grim at the moment, it just doesn't feel like it's there.
2: Yeah, It sort of makes me think of what Twist said when he left the team, which was that they don't really, like, they're not willing to make large changes necessarily, because he wanted to, I think, he wanted to start opting, which... For one, is a little bit weird, just
0: because he's... I wouldn't make that best. change either. Yeah, us. I wouldn't make
2: that change either. Yeah. Um, but he did say that they're not willing uh, to make large changes, and that was actually one of the things that Fallen said after one of the CS Summit matches as well, which is that they already have uh, very set protocols in their team, and they have them very structured. And when he tried to come in and, and add his own system to it, they were sort of clashing with that. And so they ended up... That's part of the reason why they went back to Stewie calling because they already had really good set protocols set up. But once you do that, you also... You do sort of become uh, stagnant at some point. And that seems sort of where they're at because Elyse obviously is one of the best riflers in the world. It's hard to sort of take him out of some positions. But also Grimm is a very talented player. And yeah. it seems that he doesn't really get his his time to shine a lot like he yeah. sort of he, he for example on that overpass game um, he started off really hot but then he cooled off once they switch sides and it's sort of just you you don't get to see him get running and when he does then it's just oh Grimm's playing well this map and then it sort of cools off because he doesn't really get the opportunity to shine as much
0: yeah uh, next who
2: is your biggest disappointment or, or uh,
0: take away well, he was I'm disappointed really and took away g2 Uh well, that's true
3: I was more just just disappointed in, in liquid just overall' yeah, like yeah they right. had the mouse win but like aside from that they didn't really do anything too special and I didn't think they looked too well uh, at the moment yeah i think there's I, I think they they still have to like figure out I don't know I, I feel like there's still things that need to like be changed around in that team we'll see what Adren see what kicks up
0: yeah. Uh,
2: mine was mine was OG getting knocked out in the play-in stage by Renegades. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, was was
0: that was a yikes for them. OG losing to Renegades, basically. Oh, that's that right. BO3 in <sighs> yeah. That's right. What uh well what would you so what do you expect? If you think they if they beat Renegades, where do you think they would have landed?
2: Uh in the main event you
0: mean? Yeah, yeah. They would have had, I don't
2: think they I don't think they make playoffs, but maybe they get like ninth to 12th, 13th to six. I don't think they got first rounded. I think so they probably got 9th to twelfth or something. So they would have had
0: the same like uh games as Renegades. So they would have played Navi first. I, I think they lose that. Um I so, think they beat yeah. Furi- I think they would beat Furia though. Um yeah. and I think they actually could have beat heroic and then they could have beat FaZe. Like I actually think there is a world where they make that lower bracket run. I I think that's totally yeah, I agree, actually. Yeah, I OG though is like, like perpetually this team that has kind of just been disappointing me that I feel like they keep having pieces that make sense. Um I like, you know, I think Flames looked really good in some of their games. And then uh yeah, they just they just kind of come up short and I'm not I don't think like Alexi B is a bad IGL. I think just people kind of understand what an Alexi B led team feels like to play against now. So his unique style of kind of like pulling groups of people around and moving them together doesn't feel as novel as it once did. Whereas with Ents, it was like, holy crap. Like nobody moves people like this. And now it's like, yeah, we know you're going to take bracket and then like come outside of bracket and then go back in bracket. Like we know that's happening. So we're not surprised anymore. So I think, I think he has to need to reinvent some of his like mid round a little bit. ZTR. What do you think? What do you think about OG's calls?
1: Actually, I I don't know too much about them. Uh, I, I do really. I'm a pretty big fan of Alexi B. I mm-hmm. Alexi B. Sorry. Uh, I really like him as a player. I watch uh, pretty many of his demos actually because mm-hmm. he plays similar city positions at least, and he has these really good like gimmick smokes or like just overall really good moves on almost every position. But uh, about the calling, I don't. I haven't focused too much on it, so I can't actually say sh- say too much about it.
0: Hmm. Okay. Do you th- um for other team? Actually, I'm, I'm. Let me look back at who you guys who you guys play for Flashpoint three because there's some obviously very relevant teams that you have now. Some good experiences against. You guys beat G two. Uh, how did you guys beat on Inferno and Dust? You lost on Mirage. How did their style feel to you? Like, what made that? What it? What? What about them? You know, took you so close. Like, it was a third. Like, just the deciding map was thirty rounds, and uh, you guys lost on Mirage to them. Also, what about them makes them feel like? Because they're a top five team in the world now. Like, I don't think there's any question about it. What? What do you? Why do you think they're so good? Oh, that's
1: it's really hard question. To be honest, it was a bit of a long time ago as well since we played them but I would just primarily yeah. say that they just have such insane individuals and uh, Almanac has converted really really good I feel like into the op-, op role he's doing really really good almost better than some other main operas that have been playing it for like several years so I think that and in combination with their overall they're just it just feels like they are so well connected together or however mm-hmm. you want to call it they're just like a well, well-oiled machine.
0: Like their structure their structure helps them
1: yeah a lot, exactly. too. Okay. And they... then just any bad situation, they come in, they just have Hunter, Nico, or Amanek to just headshot shoot yeah. people.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, okay, how about when you played against tier one teams more, which team felt like their structure or their style was the hardest to play against? Uh...
1: I would like to say, the first time we played, I think I only faced Furia once. But like the time, first time I faced them, it was uh, hard, real hard to play against them. But if I would like, it was just mostly because I was not prepared to the chaos or however you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, when when yeah, faced you them. gotta
3: when you play Fury you gotta embrace chaos. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but like uh, the p- team, I felt like did it the best. I feel like Gambit did it really good. And uh, it was really hard to play against them.
0: Mm. Okay, I feel like everybody that comes on here has said that. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a trend. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Let's. Uh. Any. Any. Okay. That's it. I think that's it for. Co- you know what? Okay. We have to talk about Navi a little bit more because, like, it, Navi is, There's always some people in these YouTube comments that are like barely said anything about Navi, but they won. <laughs> like we barely did say anything. So. Um we we like bit we like that he's a second secondary or tertiary star for this team. Um I'll say that I like Navi's structure a lot more now. I think that they set themselves up in T-side rounds a lot better than they used to. I feel like I can see the the plan at the beginning of almost every round for them. I'm not going to say every round, but I will say most rounds I do really get the plan. Um they have a lot of tricks too like when they take outside yard on nuke, how they throw just kind of what that one corner smoke. And then isn't that what about was it Fang? I think might have, was it was a Fang And the one, one in front of Mini? Yeah. 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 yeah Fang but, was
2: talking about it.
0: Yeah. And then they used it in the, they used it in the G2 final, like where they would throw the, the mini kind of corner smoke and then electronic would kind of like fight with it. But then he would just right click his own smoke so he can get into big garage on his own. And he kind of like gets to provide, he gets to do that audible on his own where he's like, do I want to do this or not? And then, you know, it's a really cool kind of sequence. So they do have, you know, they're, they're doing a lot to get them in very uncomfortable positions because it, it really does seem like when Na'vi is in uncomfortable positions, they have a knack for converting. And a few months, like, like, you know, a few months ago, those kind of rounds would happen where they'd get into those uncomfortable positions, but then they would just kind of run the clock out because they don't know what mm-hmm. to do. But now they do. Now they know what they need to do to convert those kinds of rounds. So I think that they're like, it was kind of, it was kind of like a work in progress. And I think it's, it's coming together. It's clearly coming together. They just wanted, you know, the biggest tournament. So. Honestly, the fact that they won
2: the final three zero is surprising. I thought they would win, but Navi just has a tendency to let their foot off the gas a little bit after they win a map. Yeah. Um, so I did expect them to lose at least one map in the series, but the fact that they swept it was mm-hmm. a little bit pleasant, honestly. It's nice to see Navi just sort of take a take a series decidedly. Mm-hmm. Um simple obviously was in an entirely different dimension to every other player in this event. It was kind of unfair. disgusting. He's yeah. unfair. Uh
0: ZTR, what do you think? What did you think of uh at Navi at this event?
1: Yeah, they just looked like it was some games It came close. Uh, like, the team actually won a map against them. Not, or did they even? Yeah, I think so. It was like in the semi. They lost
0: a... They lost yeah, they... the Renegades. They lost maps to... Yeah,
2: all yeah, like, the vitality and Renegades all took maps. Yeah, the
1: group, the group yeah. stage,
0: yeah. they lost maps. In the playoffs, they were 5 oh,
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah so barely looked like teams could even touch them to be honest. It
0: yeah, the thing is stick. is
3: that. Yes. I was going to say in those series that even like even the series that they lost maps on, like the other two maps of the series and like each game was like not even close. Yeah, they didn't they didn't actually come close to like losing any of those series.
1: It just felt like as soon as they lost a map it was just like a slap in their face and then they just activated again into killer mode. Didn't feel like anyone could come close to beating them
3: i just look at how someone can be like that good like how can Simple? someone be like that much better than like everyone else like it's ins- it blows my fucking mind
1: yeah same here. It- I- it's-,
3: it's literally like he's like smurfing like yeah. it's like i'm not even kidding like it literally just yeah. feels like he's literally smurfing and matchmaking
0: like i i'm just so glad that's possible because in cs especially like esports really it really feels like you know people can have these peaks that last a few months here and there and then you're like okay that was cool that you know it was cool that config was the best player in the world for three months but now he's just like he's really good obviously but he's not like no one would say that today um but then simple just kind of breaks all like any fundamental you had about the game in terms of what's possible and what's sustainable he's just like works he works harder than you thought possible so much so that he can he like can make nico not not even look that that good like it's so crazy it's so insane how much better he is than everybody and i i i like when i used to look at his hours all the time it really really was like 90 hours past two weeks at a bare minimum always like it's frequently like 120 130 hours past two weeks guy so i'm really curious what his total hours on cs is right now i bet I wouldn't be surprised if it's over 20,000
1: hours. I believe like uh, it was on some LAN. Uh, yeah. He tabbed into like the shift tab on Steam, and then you can see at the top right uh, yeah. or top left his hours. I believe it was at least 15k, and that was like one or two years ago. It's, it's surely 20k.
0: It's, already, it's surely 20
1: 000. Yeah, it's like, gotta yeah. be.
0: Yeah. like So we're really close. That's insane. Uh, ZTR, how many hours do you have? Uh,
1: Like... 13K hours maybe? Whew.
0: Dang. How well, many hours do well, you got, Alex?
1: Active, but yeah.
0: I have five thousand seven hundred hours. And I played five seasons of premiere, so that's a uh, I'm, pr- I'm proud of that. No, how many hours?
2: Uh across my accounts, probably like seven thousand.
0: Dude, what the fuck? I, I have like the least amount of hours here. How many do you have? Four thousand. Oh, but do you how many how many like programs do you use?
3: Yeah, well, a lot of my hours are in Rewinds. In Rewinds, the demo viewer, I have 940 hours. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, that's, that's
2: wait, just. Wait, does that. that tracks your hours? Yeah, software. No, yeah, is it it Steam? Hours. it's on Steam. Oh, yeah. uh, I yeah. didn't know it was on Steam. Okay.
3: Yeah. But it actually, it shows up in Rewinds, but I think because it uses the. It uses something from like CS or whatever. So, like, if someone were to like go to my profile and check out like my game history, it actually shows up in, in Counter Strike. Oh, uh, no, sorry. It doesn't show up. But it still shows up in like my past hours and
0: like the last two. weeks. Oh, last two weeks hours. Yeah, shows yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Um. That, that being said, I probably have watched more vods than I think all of you. Or like, yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe ZTR is a vod grinder. I don't know. I doubt. I doubt you watch vods. Demos. Yeah, exactly. You're watching more. You're watching demos. I use Skybox, which didn't used to count hours because it was a standalone program. But oh, shout out to Skybox because now that it's a. Uh, now it's open for everybody. Uh, that that mm. is a uh, that's brand new news today. But yeah, anybody can download Skybox now. But yeah, I think I, I don't think I, I think have it's even free. It is free. It's free, yeah. and anybody can download it on. So uh, yeah,
1: we used it to look at today's uh, loss. Actually,
0: use it's so Skybox. fast. Yeah, it's so good and fast. Honestly, I love the. Okay, actually, now that we're on the topic of it, ZTR, what? So what programs do you use?
1: Uh, so, like, yeah, mostly the ECA Refrag. replay. Yeah, Refrag. exactly. Yeah. And or uh, Shadow.gg. Uh, yeah. I... Mostly Shadow.gg for preparation against teams, because it's much faster and easier to see, like, uh, patterns and positions pe- people like to play, because it's yeah. just like a 2D replay.
0: Yeah. You know, the... Gnosis is probably the best anti-stratting tool. For for two D stuff, would you yeah. well mix? Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't do really you...
3: like. I don't really like rewind or like. I wouldn't Shadow? use Skybox for like anti shrouding. Oh no, like, Skybox
0: isn't really an yeah, anti-striding yeah, tool for me. I don't
3: really like how like the view it gives. At least for me, like if, like if I didn't have rewinds, rewinds just the easiest for me and the best because like I can click on like having like the bottom row has like all the nades in the round like lined up for me. So yeah. I can just like right click on each of them, which makes anti shrouding super easy. Yeah. Um, but like, if I didn't have rewind access, I would just use Gnosis most likely. Yeah. Have you ever used Gnosis ZTR?
1: I think, but that was like in Prima. It was like two or three years ago when I played in advanced. Uh huh. So I'm not that familiar with it, but I just noticed, or like uh, when in the main team, uh, we used Shadow. Okay. Uh, Shadow's,
0: Shadow's decent. Yeah. Shadow's good. I know a lot of people use Shadow. I just The best thing about Gnosis is just that you, you can like highlight an area of the radar of the map and like it'll all the nades that were thrown in that area Mm -hmm. it'll tell you what time they were thrown at and then also you can load in like 10 demos of a team at the same time so you can see like okay every time this smoke lands in this one spot at 140 that means they're running this strat so that that was like Dude, for anti-stratting premier teams, oh my god, it just made it so easy. Like I, when I actually used it, oh my god, and a game... premier
2: team specifically,
0: yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, if they're throwing that smoke, it's they're not faking. Variety, right? yeah, I don't it's think true. so. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: Outside, outside of Skybox, Gnosis is the only tool that I really enjoyed using huh. or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, let's get into some Patreon questions. we we're, we're definitely past the halfway point already because we went pretty long on everything else, but let's get, okay. So Patreon questions, we got a couple here. So the first one we got, um, Pernugo, do you have the names of them or I think I have them. I'll just, I'll just read the names out. I got it. So if
4: you got it, you got it. Otherwise I can, yeah,
0: I got it. I got it. He's um, got it. so we got bill and bill is wondering, um, Hello, uh just resubscribe. But on round 27 of the third map of G2 versus Navi, Hunter started planting the bomb with 13 seconds left. He got off and then G2 shortly lost the round. Some people said it was because he was reacting to electronic from Ramp, but others say he reacted to simple opening the door and electronic wasn't a factor. What was the right play here? So, we all just took a look at this uh together from his from from Hunter's POV right before this podcast so we can answer this question adequately. And I think that, I mean, step in if, I, if I'm if i speaking for anybody, and I shouldn't be, but I think we all believe that Hunter was planting, he knew that Simple opened the door, and he thought he could swing and kill him, because there were still, like, 13 seconds. Yeah. Hey, we, all, yeah. we all think that, right? Yeah, yeah it, just, it just seemed like he, he wanted to take the fight.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, for me, like, this is one of those situations where, like, if I was like reviewing it with my team or something, I wouldn't spend more than like ten seconds on it because it's like it's yeah. like a there's like thirteen seconds left, like a three v three with thirteen seconds left when you're still trying to get the bomb down. It's just fucking chaos in any situation. Like, there's no like correct like correct way to play that. Like, it's just it's just chaos in the moment. Like, shit's gonna happen. Whatever happens, happens. And it's yeah. just one of those moments that you just kind of have to like move on from afterwards. Yeah, like to me, the most was- distrust. Yeah. It's like to me, like the comms are going to be so stressed. You're not going to have any idea, like, exactly of what's going on, especially when you were, like, just, like, rushing down lower just now and, like, now he's, like, down the van and they're, like, surrounding you and shit. It's, like, it's one of those things to me that's just, like, it just happened and it's, like, not really something you can
0: spend too much time looking back on. ZTR, having rewatched the clip, what do you think you would have done if you were Hunter?
1: I guess just held the bomb, but. Uh... The thing is that... <laughs> yeah, there's think. no way to know.
0: Yeah, there's no way to know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Say,
3: yeah, I probably would have reacted like this, but it's like, when you're in the moment,
0: it's like... Yeah, yeah. he probably just, didn't
1: he... realize that no one was holding him, and it was just so much going on, so yeah. he just had to do the play. Yeah, he.
0: Yeah. I think... Well, I think, yeah, I think what he thought was just that, if I get off this now, Simple just opened the door and is taking a fight, I can kill Simple... And make this a 3v2. Like, wouldn't anybody just be like, give me that, right? So that's what he thought. It was clearly wrong because he couldn't get the kill and Simple had strafed yeah, away.
3: Because also he has to make sure that he can actually get the bomb down. Because if someone's not covering a single and Simple just rushes out on him, yeah. And like kills him. Like most likely the round's already over at that point. Like Hunter still has time to like try to look for like one kill and then plant in like a safer spot.
0: And I think oh, that's yeah. what he was trying to do. Yeah, that, that's actually a much more composed decision than than we might even think it is just because like 13 seconds left for maybe Hunter. I don't know how cool. Hunt, I mean, we we it, it seems like it's it was chaotic. It was like he yeah. might not have done it if it was a different situation, but he might have thought, oh, this is calculated. Like I'm gonna get this kill, then I'll just go back to planning, right? Like it, also for us, it's just easier because
2: we had all the information as to where the other two players were. Like he sure. doesn't know how close
0: Electronic is on ramp.
2: Like in the clip, right. Electronic was still around the the ramp box and just starting to come down. But he could have just as well been right up close to ramp to peek in at the yeah. same time. So he, he has no idea of that information either, right?
3: Yeah. So it's just one of those situations where it's like if you were G two and you wanted to look at what went wrong, you'd have to look at like the minute before you like yeah. went down lower to ramp, figure out how it, how exactly it got to that point. Why well, is it like, Why is it a three yeah. v
0: three instead of a four v three or yeah? So it's V3. like,
3: but oh, like once it's like a three v three and you're trying to get the bomb down, there's like 13 seconds left and you're getting surrounded like. At that point, it's just fucking, it's just instincts. Like whatever happens, happens. Yeah,
0: those players just playing off of experience. Like yeah, there's uh, like there's no
3: way to like make like correct decisions. You know exactly in, in the moment in that situation.
0: Actually, okay. Can't, uh, side question for ZTR here: when you guys were when you were on NIP and it was some hectic situation or something like that um you know how composed was it with with 10 seconds left was it like holy shit or were people's comms like really good like how clean was it for you Uh,
1: like it definitely varied from time to time uh if there i think everyone was pretty calm if there was someone not calm it would be most likely me i would like to say Hmm. i would be the one speaking the most if it was like in a stressful situation etc uh it's been it was like that in prior teams as well uh i just uh, speak a lot kind of give mm-hmm. information etc and maybe sometimes too much and so yeah it's pretty composed for the rest of the team i'd like to say everyone was really calm and collected ice cold mm-hmm. like this.
0: okay second second patreon question we've got what's what is Okay, we got first sock, longtime supporter here. Uh, he gets two because he donated actually more, and uh, so he made it up a couple tiers on the Patreon tier list. His, his first question is, who is the second best player on FaZe? Are they a good enough complement to Twist to make the team the best in the world, or do FaZe need a new player to replace any of their current ones? So let's just start with the first part. Who is the mm-hmm. second best player on FaZe? No, Brokey. Who think is? That's got to be Brokey. DTR, yeah. would you agree? uh yeah yeah and then i, I will think, say and yeah. sorry go ahead no i just think it's Brokey. also okay. yeah go for it yeah i
3: was gonna say but in terms of the second part of the question if that player is good enough to be like the second best player i would say no i don't think Brokey is enough as like the second best player on the team to like consistently be like top five like i'm sure phase wants to be mm-hmm. like at mm-hmm. the moment it's just more more it's also not like a i don't think you want Brokey to be, like, your your second best player, at least from what I've seen at the moment. And also, just in terms of, like, the other three players, just in terms of, like, pure fragging, you know, headshotting, like you have to do in Counter-Strike, just aren't really, don't necessarily do enough. Um, you know, I'm sure they all have their roles, and they'll play their roles to a certain amount, but, you know, at the end of the day, you still need to have star players and people filling that void behind. So, I don't know, I think Brokey as the opera. Maybe if you had, like, another, like, really good fucking rifler alongside Twist, it could work. And you had, like, that supportive element, and, like, Kerrigan, and someone else, whether it's, like, Olaf or Rain or whoever. But it's, like, Rain isn't necessarily stepping up consistently and playing, like, the level uh, he could play out of, like, 2017 or so. And he's not able to get there. And so you just have, like, Twist and Brokey. I don't think it's necessarily good enough to be, like, consistently top five. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, personally, in terms of phase, I think I said this before, um, I don't know. I'd really like to see if they they could either go two routes. Right, you could keep Brokey as the opper, or you could even like bring in another opper in the team to replace like Olaf or someone. And Brokey, like what he was doing before he was opping, what he was brought in the face to do, what he was doing on like an FPL and, like uh, teams before that was he was like really good. That almost like an oboe type player, where like he mm. was playing like a lot of like just like small side anchors and like lurking and stuff, and he was doing it like really well. It mm. was just like a super valuable player to have at like uh, positions like that.
0: Um, uh, okay I would add on that kind of to really really focus on how the question is uh, are they basically if if like if everybody if like the third fourth best players are just barely a notch below Brokey I I feel like that that kind of could work but like if you actually look at it like FaZe the only two people that went positive even at IM am Cologne were twist and brokey so if there were just a little bit more help in a in like a third rifler or something like that i like the things i feel like they're so far away from being like the best so the question does say are they good enough to complement twist to make them make the team the best in the world or do they need a new player to replace any of their current ones i think they're pretty far from being the best team in the world definitely Um, like they the thing is is that
3: i don't think they could get their like even, like, if they only place one of Rain or Olaf, the other person still needs to, like, step up massively. Yeah. The, yes. the world. Like, yeah. those are the two players that are... Like, I think Kerrigan, Twist Baroki, that's, like, a really solid core. And then they need to figure out what's the deal with Rain and Olaf, because I don't think... Because Kerrigan's never going to be, like, a good fragger himself. Like, he's going to be there to, like, make space. He Because he's going to go in and die for you, and then you're going to trade off of him and kill him, right? He's yeah. going to make sick calls, and, like, he's going to tell you how to play. But, like... You still need like two other good players um to at least be playing decent. Like you need like another like really sick player to go alongside Twist and Brokey. And then one of Rayn or Olaf has to be consistently stepping up a bit more and playing uh playing yeah. better.
2: I mean, I just don't see who you would get to replace either Rain or Olaf right now in terms of that like anybody who's super sick as a rifler. What do you mean the- Zipniks? No, no, no. That's what I was going yeah, to the say. Rumor, there's the Danish, man. there's the Danish <laughs> lead server oh, right. of Olaf Zipniks replacing Olaf, which, like, in a way, maybe it could work because you might free up range from some of the anchor anchor roles, and he could be a little bit more impactful. Because, but I don't know. I I don't think that would. I I don't even think that move would make them contend for number one in the world. Like, I don't think 100%. that's enough.
3: It has to be. Yeah, it has to be more. Tia, what do you link.
2: what do you think here? Yeah, I'm curious.
1: I don't know actually. Uh, I think maybe Dupree going to face would make more sense to me. Uh, if you think that they need more firepower,
0: dude, if it were just a pre for Brain, it would be just a flat out upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be just nasty. The and zip for Olaf and Oh line- my god! <laughs> okay, <laughs> that that is the lineup right there. That's the lineup. <laughs> you just have the old TSM core. Kerrigan yeah, like yeah, and then you replace Brokey with a device. And I don't then... be <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Um, okay, that's is that it? We got on that one. I think so. Yeah. Um, so he donated enough that he has like there's this mm-hmm. other part of our Patreon uh, tiers where you actually he actually can request us to talk about a player or a particular team, but he says. First, Fursock says, I can't really think of any pro teams. So could you just talk about the open team you played on with Semphis <laughs> and what that whole thing was like? So um, yeah, so for people that maybe aren't following that closely, I just played open with uh, Valens. So C9, major winning coach, now the data head of data science at EG. Uh, Semphis, who I think people just kind of know, like in general now, Semphis just, he's been to three major playoffs. Uh, but obviously, it's been kind of removed from the top tier for a while. And then the other two people we played with were Cobra, who's kind of an FPL farmer in North America. He's won a pretty recent week. He's kind of consistently in the top 10 in NA FPL. And then uh, Sideways, who is actually a guy that played Premier kind of more near the start of CSGO. It was like, I think he played like 2014, probably 2013, 2014, he was playing Premier played under emode and he's been a guy he's actually a guy that i've been, played cs sorts with since 2007 so he's like a really one of my older friends and we just we were just pugging um we just we didn't practice at all and valens was igling of course like Semphis and i would kind of like sometimes throw in input here and there but we just we just were playing for fun and we came in second place and we lost to a team that was basically like just like a main playoff team, but they clearly had strats and they clearly practiced and they like had good teamwork. And you know, they were just, they just like, they worked for this and we were just showing up for matches and we still came in second place. So that was, that was just good fun. That's, that's pretty much all it was. It was like, uh, it was like before it was literally five hours before the season, like the roster lock, or like you had to have an um, X amount of teams, like players on the roster. Uh, Valens just hit me up and said, Hey, do you want to play open? So we just kind of assembled some people, and we did it. And, uh, I thought Cobra was going to leave all season, because he should be on a, a better Premier team, like a real, at least a Premier team. Um, but he just stayed on for the ride, because he didn't really, the offers he got versus us, he just kind of enjoyed playing with us more, which I, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful he did that, because he owned, so, yeah.
2: It kind of sucks, because is one of those players who does deserve to get, like, I wish more organizations were picking up any teams, because Cobra's a player you could build around for that.
0: I, yeah, he's definitely like, dude. Also, the thing is about our season is that Cobra is like, he's like usually like in NA Premier, he generally he puts up like a one point one plus rating consistently okay. as an Opper. He rifled with us the entire season. Um, yeah, <laughs> like he I, he opted a couple times because I literally was like, when it was like a rougher CT half, I would just drop him an off and I, and I just said Cobra, just opt this round, please Let's do it. So, um. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I don't know if anybody else can have any input, honestly, because it's just that's the whole thing. So let's just move on from that. So we're going to go into some of the news here. Um, The first thing, some kind of cool, good news, I would say. Um, But what are you? What's your guys take on the fact that Valve is running this million dollar art art workshop contest? Uh, That's it.
2: I like uh, that they revealed the the tier list of the skins before uh, before it actually went live because then people know what they can make their skins for.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you read all like the the rules and stuff on it?
2: Uh, some of it. I know that people were complaining about the fact that the skin creators won't get a percentage of the the case sales like they usually do. So, for context, usually when when uh, a skin is submitted to a case and the case gets released every key that gets bought a portion of it goes to valve and a portion of it goes to every skin creator that uh made money uh, that made a skin in the case right and typically that amounts to like from from some comments from skin creators that can be anywhere between like $50,000 plus uh usually per skin but what valve has said with this contest is that uh you won't get a portion of the sales you'll just get $100,000 up front Um, and people were getting pissed at that, like, oh, valve is like stealing, like taking away opportunities from people. But that's one of the dumbest things I've seen because even these skin creators who make these cases are saying that they get that money over like multiple years of time. Like you can get over a hundred thousand dollars and that does happen sometimes, especially for cases that have been in the game for a long time. Uh, you can get that over, over a year or longer but this is an upfront payment of $100,000 like that that's just the trade off you're getting right like it's, why are people complaining they're literally getting the, like six figures upfront that doesn't make any sense to me that uh, there's complaints about I that i guess the
4: biggest issue is probably taxes regionally we'll probably take a lot of that depending on where you live so no yeah, actually will take it anyways I, yeah, yeah the, well yeah, the ta- they'll, they'll get it in the end anyway they will get <laughs> it eventually but i feel like maybe there's i don't know if there's a, ma- a different conversion because i think in america there are specific rules if you want a contest that are different than if you're just being paid for work so i don't actually know how that would equate out but something tells me the people who are complaining about this didn't consider this particular part of the argument and they were just complaining because they didn't get the per, you know percent sales on top of it but who knows i just I also find it funny i think
2: the people complaining probably have never made a skin in their life yeah there's not. People
4: on credit. I just find it funny that Valve took the million dollars for the major that never happened (laughs) a couple years back and uh, said, hey, we'll throw it in here. They found another (laughs) use for it. So good good on them.
0: On Uh,
2: the plus side, it seems like this will come out with another operation.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think time wise. Yeah. I think this is just like generally a positive. I guess people can have these like cynical views on why this money is not good. But dude, yeah, like. Six figures up front, and even if it's taxed is still pretty good to me. I just don't see any reason why I'm upset about this. I it's just so, so cynical. Like every, there's just I I can't I can't I kind of in a way can't be bothered with it. And yeah, I, I like that um you mentioned how they have the uh, the skin like we kind of know now what's coming in the next skin or the next case. Like it's gonna have a red AK, basically, and it's gonna have uh, n- what? It's gonna have no M4A4, which is just great because God, can we get some better A4 skins, man. I just want some better A4 skins in this game, man. Like that—that that actually, that's that's my negative about this. It's not some money thing. It's just that why is there no M4A4 skin in this case that's <laughs> upcoming? That pisses me off because we really need better skin, dude. This sh- this new A4 skin ZTR. What do you think of the new A4 skin? The freaking like super quick. Uh,
1: the one with the the japanese letters or which one
0: i think it's got the oh, it's the the one that came in the most recent Kate it's the the in living color one the in living color one from the snake bite collection yeah does it doesn't have japanese on it i don't know it's like kind of it kind of reminds me of like glitch pop from valorant um oh, yeah,
1: like, yeah yeah to be honest, i switched from the a4 to the a1 mostly mm-hmm. because t- like 50 percent because uh Most pro or like their pros are using it, and 50% because there are no good skins on the A4, as you said, exactly. (laughs) All the good skins are on the A1s,
0: dude. Exactly, we're getting freaking pros switching just because of skins, man. Like, come on, give us a freaking good A4 skin. Um, yeah, yeah, skin for a gun,
4: I will never equip. Very useful. Why? Yeah, why quit the A4, dude? Don't you understand the econ- in this economy for CTS to not- <laughs> save those two hundred bucks, man? Get the A1s. It's just Every as good in most you cases. Get. You'll be fine. I feel
2: like that's not true, though. The A4 has some nice skins. Come on, now. It's got some okay skins. I use the Dragon the, King. Myself. There's like the uh, Emperor. Yeah, there's the I'm Emperor. I, I always, use the Dragon King too.
3: Listen, I've always been a big fan of the the Desert Strike, and I think I think I think a lot of that comes from nostalgia of when like 2014. That was like the M4A4 skin that Shroud would use. So it just yeah. reminds me kind of like of right. Shroud streaming CSGO at that time. Um, so I think that's I think it's most
0: I think it's a nice skin. I remember the the Zirka was like the first skin, and it's like no one uses it anymore because that shit is just ugly. That is not a good skin. <laughs> um okay. That's I think that's our takes on the the skin contest. I'm just gonna talk some skin talk okay um some actual like roster moves though uh, there's been a lot of stuff that happened with complexity actually even another change that happened um oh, after our topic list yeah so we got yeah. complexity removing rush they added s a tag for rush and then for kita Keta, um their coach they put in peacemaker so um dtr do you think rush was do you think the, do you think rush for essa tag is going to elevate complexity
1: well, it's hard to see. I, I, don't, I didn't really follow complexity that much. Obviously, Rush uh, didn't have uh, the best of individual performances, but at the same time, I felt like, and everyone is just calling him a really selfless player who is just mm-hmm. basically going in and finding the info, basically, probably just dying for his team. So it will be probably a change of uh, how complexity play now uh, with uh, not having a, such a player as Rush, just going in front and dying for the team. It would be good, uh, nice to see how they will uh, adapt to playing with this Attack.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have any opinions on Peacemaker?
1: Mm, no, not really. Uh, yeah. never spoken to him or like heard anything of what he's doing, so okay. no general opinion.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Nodermix, you guys have opinions about this? I feel like- I,
1: yeah.
3: I really like changes, actually.
0: Um, I really feel like, like what? Sorry, I really like
3: these changes. So okay. I felt like, um, I kind of like the direction they're going. So it's like, I think I don't think Rush is necessarily like the problem, and I think something that they're still gonna have to figure out in the next few months is with poison, because it's like he's not really playing good enough just in general, especially for, I think, the type of opera he is. Um, you know, like, you can have, like, an opera hovering around, like, a 1.0 rating if you're, like, 2019 Liquid where, like, your Opera is literally, like, the least important focal point of the team. Mm-hmm. That's, like, on a team with, like, on a player with, like, Poison, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, so I think getting tag for Rush was good. Um, Rush, obviously, has been kind of struggling on this team, and sometimes it's, like, you know, just getting like a mental reset somewhere else and playing somewhere else would be good for him. Um, you know, not having to play from hotel rooms for a year and a half, like just moving around, um, which is unfortunate for Rush, but it still just makes it have more sense to get Tag because he's just comfortable, you know, living in EU with wherever he is. So, mm-hmm, yeah. and Eshtag, I'm really glad he's going back to kind of like playing these kind of roles and this kind of similar role that Rush does because I think that's his best role. He's just like a super OP role player if you make him that. Like yeah. he was on Astralis, I think it just fits him really well. Just knowing also like his kind of like personality and just how smart of a guy he is and how like vocal and like detailed he can be. Um, I think that'll be really good for him. And I actually wouldn't have liked this change if they didn't do the coaching change. But I think getting Peacemaker is really good. Um, I think this will be solid because if anything, people can say what they want about Peacemaker, but uh, he's a guy that is going to like push like how he wants to play and like any changes that he wants to make and like this division, like kind of like system he has for CS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's exactly what complexity needs complexity you can't have someone that's just like doing whatever BlameF kind of wants to do or whoever BlameF is calling at the moment because it's nothing really spectacular um, so Peacemaker being there it's someone that will like kind of like push for whatever roles he thinks are proper like strategies planning out the games anti-strats stuff like that someone that's like going to like push for what they want I think was really important to kind of actually make complexity evolve into the team that they want to be
0: I Really, actually, think that Peacemaker has a, a poor rep in the scene because he is very uh, forward with what he wants, like you're saying. And I think, I think that's good for for Complexity because I feel like Complexity have just kind of been sitting on their asses for a long time in terms of their style, where it always feels like I'm watching the same game from them nowadays. Um, and I think they needed some kick in the ass here, so I think that's this is good because I saw what Peacemaker was doing with Mad Lions. And I thought that their game plans on every T side made a lot of sense. Like they would target weak parts of the map. Um, They even like would have multiple stages that kind of like, like it felt like Peacemaker saw a weakness in a team's defense and he would just make a game plan that would try to exploit that. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And, but I always kind of like, I actually the way I would watch every time I watched the Mad Lions game with Peacemaker, I would think to myself, "What is the game plan I would make for this team?" And then I, I would just see Peacemaker do it, like almost like two out of three times. I would just be like yeah. that, like it just always just made so much sense. Like how do yeah, I beat Liquid? And people I beat a lot, and then like, he did that. Like they wouldn't be much, like because
3: it's like, but it's like actually seeing like what you could do in a game plan, and then actually pushing that and like making a team do it, convincing the team to actually play how you want to play. Yeah, like you actually doing it are just like two entirely different things in terms of like what you see you can do and what you can actually try to convince the team to do and like follow you on
0: yeah yeah so I think this is uh, this is good and I think that I did hear some like rumblings that um, before this happened of, of, of this happening and I heard that everybody on complexity did really like Keita and that they kind of just like every people only had good things to say about him. But it's just one of those things where it's like like death on complexity, you know. He, like he didn't really do anything wrong, but he just wasn't doing things as well as maybe somebody new could do it. So that's it's nice to see changes like that, and it's nice to see that um, Jason Lake people is following like, up on stuff. Yeah, sometimes just having like something fresh,
3: something new will be good. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, people. I think people like simplify it too much, but they they think of like coaches or like players as like having like you know like you know, like those ratings that you have in like any sports game where he was like a ninety four overall and one guy's like in like in like an 88 overall or something right yeah and yeah, they, just, yeah. Like, they just think like in terms of that and they just think like oh you're just replacing you know one guy with another guy that's on a similar level so nothing's gonna change but i don't know like the overall com like comprehension of a team and like how long spe- certain people have been there and like how fresh certain people are you know what ideas people have gone through just drastically changes like literally everything about how a team is is like formed and like how they play mm-hmm
2: it's like you said, Alex, they just needed something to give them a kick in the ass. Um, when I when I originally saw that Keto was out, I thought that... I actually entirely forgot Peacemaker was even an option. Um, mm-hmm. And I put out a tweet saying that they have good candidates in terms of Zeus, Zonic, and uh, Elma Putty. Um, looking back on it, I'm kind of glad that they didn't go for Elma Putty out of those, but I think out of Zeus, Peacemaker, and Zonic, any three of those are actually quite good for them. Because they do need someone that will sort of come in and impose their view on the game, or impose at least some form of change onto the team. Um, on a separate note, I did find it really funny, because when when the original... I knew that the two announcements were going to happen uh, consecutively for... Russian tag So when the Rush announcement came out, and I saw Mix go like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, this is such <laughs> a weird move. I'm like, oh, he's, he's gonna, the he's gonna so love hard. the next one, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And of course, esoteric comes out, and he's like, "Okay, yeah. but I really like
3: this." <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I've tons of love um, for for Estetag. I don't know if I if I told the story about esoteric, um, um, about like something on C nine, like one of my favorite scenes. So also on C nine, do you remember that blast the animation they made of Estetag? With, like, the Astralis team. You know, like, they had, like, the animated thing.
1: No. Do you guys remember that? No. They had, like, an animated sort
3: sure. of Essetag defending ramp. And, like, Mad just making a call. And then him, like, killing everyone as they came down I there. I never saw it. It was, like, this, like, animated... It was actually really good. Okay, but it looked really funny. So Essetag's Adventures on Nuke? Yeah, yeah, that one. So you can you can go look at it. And I made, like, one of the Essetag's faces in the animation. Like, my profile pic on Steam, like, the entire time I was on the team. And, like, me and Roppy had, like, our, our clan tags in the game as hashtag Esetag fan. And we would just, like, troll him. And, like, so basically Esetag, when we would just be, like, in server time, right? Just, like, messing around or something. He would just follow me around and just, like, TK endlessly. Like, he would spawn kill me. He would just find me, like, spawn kill me. Just follow <laughs> me around the map and just, like, just TK me over and over. And then, like, I would turn on god mode to, like, get away, Right. And then mm-hmm. he would somehow go into the, the console, turn off my god mode, and then resume killing me and killing me, <laughs> and just, just do that endlessly. And I was like, what the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> just complete... Dude, just owned you. Just, just annihilated me. You. Just destroyed you. Strewed so a little,
2: a little tangential to this, um, Sponge on, on HLT even confirmed, because these, these complexity announcements came out at the same time that they were live, um, yeah. Sponge said that he heard that Rush would be going to EG.
0: Oh, what is he? Le- how is he leaking stuff like this on HLTV confirmed, dude? I can't, <laughs> I knew about this peacemaker change for a while, actually, but I don't, I don't leak it on a podcast. Like, what, dude? Is this, is this like, I think a- he's, I think he's everything? tilted. He's tilted everything?
2: because he said that EG were like a bunch of months ago, he said that EG were considering pulling out a CS or something, and they came out and like outright denied it and called him a liar. So yeah. he's still a little pissed about that, I think. Um, no. Okay. Which is probably what led to that.
0: Rush
2: CEG for, for... Who? The logical game? option would be Mihu, right? But that I wouldn't make sense. Would, no, he just came in. I don't think
4: they're going to drop him now, right?
2: But that's what okay. I mean. Like Logically, it wouldn't make sense. Like In terms of the, the timing, it wouldn't make sense. But that seems like the only role swap that would I don't make know, sense. Man. If it's anyone...
0: Like, Stan. Rush.
3: Rush IGL. Just, I just, mean, he could be a good IGL. Dude, I think he (laughs) won. Wait a minute! I don't know about this. What? Why? Why is everyone so against like certain people being IGLs? Like one, he's smart. He's been playing support roles for the past like two fucking years. He obviously has the mind for it. He's a smart guy when it comes to CS. I'm not saying he's definitely going to be a good IGL if he tries it, but there's been crazier things to happen.
0: Dude, I think Rush could be a great IGL. Actually, yeah. I think it could be really good because he's already just doing the oh, most. Oh, come want want
3: a major with Tarek calling. You're gonna tell me certain people have no business ever calling it? Come on, give me. My <laughs> issue with taking
4: Stan out at this point is that the whole reason they got Peanut Daps in as coach was so that they could combine Exodia for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been able to do it. Yeah, yeah, I don't even. See,
3: I, I feel I don't even know what EG would be doing at the moment. Like the only Losing. reasonable, based on like the timeline, if everything's gone. Is like it has to be Breeze, if oh, Breeze yeah. Breeze, Breeze to like Valorant no, or something. You can't. Yeah. Oh no! no I'm, I'm sorry, man, so like, sad. Breeze to Valorant, and then you EG. put like that's the only thing I can see happening. No, yeah, Breeze to
2: Valorant, and you put like Obo and Mihu into some of Breeze's roles. I guess that's be uh, set.
3: Yeah, mm. that would Breeze be, be a really big loss. I think they just Rush. put Rush more
1: in the Breeze's roles at the moment. I don't
0: know. Why is Breeze? Why is Breeze a Swedish kid's favorite player?
1: I just enjoy seeing him play. He's so. Yeah, nice. yeah he's sick. He's, yeah, in yeah. he's like NA's hope right now, I would like to say.
0: Oh my God. But all right, hear,
1: hear me out put here. Put that
0: on him. Hear I me don't out know if here. He handle it. Minus Mihu plus
2: Rush minus Cirque plus Junior make an All American team. No. <laughs> One of the only ones people can so root for.
0: Oh man.
3: Listen, personally, if I wanted to see Rush go anywhere, but I don't know if they even have the budget for it, I like to see Rush go to Extra Salt. It's like kind of like. A... Oh, interesting. It's like, kind of like something new for Extrasol and something kind of new for Rush. I oh, for like, who? Yeah, for who? Mm-hmm. Probably just like Marky or Sonic be the only two that would make sense. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to like shit on either of them or anything. It's just like, just in terms of like the roles. It was just, it comes more down to like, just Extrasol has never had anyone that had like experience like that. Yeah, real experience. Like yeah. thinking about it. Like they've all kind of gotten some experience themselves, but like they've never had someone like, like Rush. And also a fun tangent, um, this is a possible lineup back in like the end of 2019, before the ATK lineup formed with like you know floppy OC. Before they combined with Singularity, mm-hmm. one of the teams I believe they scrimmed with. So get ready for this roster, right? It was JT, Fady, Smooya, Steel,
0: and Rush.
2: Oh, I remember hearing that. Steel,
0: Steel, Canadian Steel. Yes, Canadian Steel. And JT on the same team. Smulia, JT, Fady. Fadey is I on the team. Why is Fadey on this team just ATK so Fadey? Bravado Fadey? Yeah. So that was that was
3: that was all I to actually scrim together for like a week or two. Oh my and god. And then and then didn't happen. Wow. Okay. And then apparently and apparently they were scrimming like good teams, and like Rush is like playing good roles again in that team, obviously. And yeah. apparently he was just like fucking owning, just like annihilating people. Uh-huh. And I just it's like I just want to see Rush like kind of like on a team like Extrasolid, just because like I feel like he would be more of like a focal point the team, right? Yeah, like, get to uh, you know play. You know he'd be how like he'd be really vocal and add a lot of experience. He kind of like play more how he wants to play. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like it'd be beneficial for both parties, but like I said, I have no idea. if That's something that would even be possible, or if something right. either side would want to do. That's just like a personal thing. Yeah. Uh... I feel like
2: if, if extra salts are gonna make a change, now's probably. The best time because they also just missed out on qualifying for EPL based on the world ranking. So it's not like losing the points will be a big issue for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they wait for multiple for another season or two, then they then they might just put themselves out of contention. Mm-hmm. But so uh, it's just something that I think would help.
3: Like, it would help. Like J. Like it would help everyone. If none of them have played with someone with like that type of experience before.
0: Right. All right. Let's move to the last uh, last piece of news here which is uh, JW out of Fnatic. So obviously, storied legend player. Uh, pro- in my eyes, from when I rewatched old VODs, like the pioneer of aggressive opping in CSGO, actually. Uh, yeah. Like The only other person that kind of did it similarly was Shock, actually. And uh, like, like, to be listen, that in your face. One of my, one of my
3: favorite things, the Profanisite JW, right? Was they were playing like Luminosity in one of those grand finals. This is Like during yeah. the run with Dennis, they're like when well, they uh-huh. only like six events in a row or whatever, and it was like 14 14. I don't know if it was 14 14, but it was like a really close match, like near the end of the match. And JW went for like the alt mid peak, you know, on Inferno, so they were on Inferno, yeah. And he went for like the alt mid peak that you do at the start with an op to like peek into alt mid and try to kill one of the defaulters perhaps yeah. And like as he was peeking, his like PC crashed, so like as he was there, and like Luminosity saw him, and then like they had to like restart the round, but like Luminosity saw him just go for that peak, right? Mm-hmm. So the round restarts. And then, of course, JW still has the spawn, so he just does it again. (laughs) And he gets a fucking kill and runs away. And I was like, I just saw him actually go for this peak, and then he just did it again and got a kill and got away. I was like, dude, this fucking guy is just (laughs) absolutely incredible. I love him so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely one of the most exciting players in CSGO's history. Uh, I mean, ZTR, like, surely... Did you? I'm mean, okay, actually. You being in the Swedish scene, did you like look up to JW or what? What did you think of him?
1: Like uh, to be honest, I've always been more of a NIP fan, but ah. or of course as well, all of the Fnatic players I've also looked up to because they were like
0: the other you, Swedish team, dominated. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Still yeah,
1: one of the be- or the two giants of Swedish CS:GO, and uh, so yeah, definitely I yeah, looked up to JW, and. Uh, but a bit understandable that mm. this decision had to be in, be made. Uh, mm. Not his. I wouldn't call say say that he's bad, but he's uh, obviously not performed under a longer period. So yeah, um, I, I don't think this. I think he can still find his groove back and come back. It's just a matter if he will uh, find it uh, again.
0: Yeah, it, it really actually. It almost actually just feels like with JW leaving Fnatic that if EPL were on LAN and they had a guaranteed LAN event coming up, I think you would kind of want to keep him Uh, because I feel like that is, if you want his groove to come back, that has to be the way it comes back. Like change of scenery, going to Malta, playing on LAN, you know? like. But now that that he's off Fnatic, oh, it just feels like he's so far removed from getting back to a LAN caliber team. Like a team that's going to qualify for LAN Yeah, not really sure what'll do. That really hurts because. But I do hope, I do hope he like like
3: tries to fight his way back up or
0: do something. Yeah, dude, I almost think that his stream is just gonna be too successful and he's not gonna want to compete as much. I I hope at heart, like I hope he's just a competitor at heart and he does just fight through it and gets onto something. But for some of these guys, it it really is like if your stream is popping off with over a thousand live viewers. Consistently, I it's hard for them to yeah. ever like say I think some um, it also will depend on, on the offers.
3: Like yeah. kind of weird because it's like at the moment, right? I feel like someone like Kenny S is much closer to just instantly like rejoining like a land caliber team than like JW yeah. would be. Yeah. And like Kenny S I feel like will just like especially when like lands and crowds are back. Just because like at the end of the day, there's nothing that really places that feeling of like winning on land in front of a crowd, you know. hmm Um I feel like eventually JW might get the same thing back and want to do something. I'm not sure really what. I mean, who knows what opportunities will pop up or present itself for the next year or so. So, I'm excited to see what JW does because I do hope, I do hope eventually he like tries his hand back at it and hopefully he can like kind of, you know, regain some of his form.
0: I, I just I feel like, hoppers that fall out of you know the top thirty five teams. It's so rare for them to come back uh, but when you look at yeah. riflers that do they can do it they can come back uh, mm-hmm. like I think of like like think of Mo from Gambit when they were a top team like still like K, K, K23 is not like where he wants to be right yeah. now and Guardian gonna be, now yeah. to Trident it's going to be a, a bit harder it's going to be a lot harder for JW because
3: he's been struggling for a while yeah been, I don't think he's been in the top 20 since like 2016 or so yeah 2015. Meanwhile, Kenny has been like in the top 20 a lot more recently. When he got removed from G2, it wasn't like he was like playing horrifically or anything. Like he wasn't playing up to par, but he was. You know, yeah, he he was still, it was like he was, was like mostly positive, but like just not yeah. really doing enough, and the team wasn't playing well enough.
0: Right, right. They needed to change something, and they they saw an answer, and it worked pretty much for G2. Yeah. I mean, they haven't they haven't won a championship, but they're like a top top five team. So, yeah, it, I, it's so it's so hard to imagine it. So. Yeah, just I think a bit of, of eulogy there. Yeah.
2: I think there's just it would suck, obviously, but there's a few different options for which direction he wants to go in, I think. Like okay. first of all, he's only 26. That's not very old uh by CS standards. Um so he definitely could continue playing if he can if he can Check find up. another team. is um, gonna go
3: to North America and save an ACS.
2: honestly not even not even against it um Mm -hmm. but as you guys were saying streaming is an option what i want to see from from tournament organizers like blast and esl obviously Blast have already been doing it but giving some of these players who are no longer playing actively the chance to stream some of their events would be massive like having Kenny S yes able to do the French language broadcast, or not even the official French language broadcast, but a stream on his own channel, yeah. JW the Swedish broadcast, that can add so much to your tournament, not just based on viewers, but based on the fact that people are going to go watch these players who have professional experience watching these matches as well, just naturally. And you also give them an avenue to to sort of explore more, more of their own streaming career mm-hmm. um, that's outside of just playing the game. So that's one thing I'd like to see more. Uh, also, on another note, these academy leagues, like we play, you have to have four out of five of your players between the ages of sixteen and twenty, which lives, which leaves you the option to bring in one experienced player, yeah, to round out your roster and actually allow these players to develop. Also, another option.
0: Um, I think. Oh, I think there's another rule. I think that that you can't have somebody that's been like. Uh, uh, tier one lands or something like it's something like it wasn't there was... in
2: their in their press release or whatever so
0: yeah I, I think I forgot exactly what it is like you can't just bring in like you just you can't bring like Dupree in that, that makes sense it test. makes a lot of yeah. sense <laughs> Yeah,
2: I just hadn't seen that Uh, okay oh, well I mean, mean even in that trouble. case though th- I would I would like some of these players to be able to get access to tournament to tournament broadcast to be able to do yeah. that yeah, that would be really
0: nice. Yeah, I agree with that. um Okay, I think that I think that kind of does it for for everything until we get to the question of oh, the rumors. Oh, so I'm just going to say the what rumors. Of oh, the Go Do about the Danish CS:GO leaks. You oh, want to talk about the CS:GO leaks?
3: No, I was talking about the HLTV one that came out today. Which one? Well, is it? The, the oh, Zayana, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: I didn't actually. Yeah, I didn't write that down because it's brand new. But okay, okay, sure, sure. What What is your take? What's your take, Nick? Absolute
3: fucking banger moves.
0: Oh both my god, are, it would actually be sick, sick, right? Both yeah. are actual
3: like ten out of like sick moves. Like Alex yeah. is like a perfect replacement for Golden. Yeah, um I Alex agree. will be like aggressive and he'll Instead like just great. a
0: better, just just, it's just an upgrade. He's
3: also similar and, and to like he's like he's like better than Golden. Like as as a rifler, like he yeah. like Golden's like like golden's been like um playing bad or something but even like when golden was like better yeah um but like he's both he has like that similar energy with alex there's like a few igls that are like this where it's like either alex has like 35 kills and he's just like fucking carrying your team like hard carrying and it's just like absolutely fragging out of his mind or he's like he's like five and twenty or something and he's just like <laughs> it's just like there's no in between. It's like either or. He's either, he's either playing with his hands or he's like God reincarnated in the server. Like yeah. playing, playing, playing with his feet. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's <laughs> like wait. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. that, that was uh, it. Fang said also, like yeah. losing his hands or something.
3: Yeah, yeah, losing his hands. Yeah, not shooting his gun sometimes. Yeah, and then and then also Alex has an IGL, which is like super versatile. He's He's, you know, he's open to anything, like Golden. Like I've talked to Golden before. Um, yeah. And then, and just from what I know about Alex, I think, I think Crims, Brolin, everyone that's like on the previous Fnatic team will be very comfortable with how Alex calls. Yeah. And Mezzi as the other player is also just another fucking banger, just like, just like everything you want out of like a teammate and a player, like open to anything. Will take like any criticism, anything to improve. Mm-hmm. He's like always like in a good mood. You know, he's never like toxic or anything. And he's like he's super skilled. Like he can do like any fucking role you ask him to and do it at a good level. Um and like super clutch. Like he's just he's just he's gonna be like top twenty easily. Like I'm 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 a hundred percent sure of that. Mm-hmm. Messi's gonna be a fucking superstar. Okay. So it's just based on everything I know about Alex and Messi, like I think Fnatic like buy fanatic stocks quickly right now. <laughs> Fnatic stocks up.
0: What's ZTR? Do you have uh, takes on the move on the rumor?
1: Uh, uh, it's of course. uh, I would like to see them go or try and keep it full Swedish, but it's really hard with. But it's really hard with the current players available uh, Mm -hmm. and the risk you would have to take with uh, upcoming players. So yeah, totally understandable move to go international. uh, I feel like. And uh, the, the Alex and Messi do feel like they can do good work with the team. I don't know much about Alex as Nigel, but I know that Messi is uh, as a I've Era has spoke or like his ex teammate from Game Legion Era has spoken a lot of good only good things about him. Mm-hmm. And so I know that he's just uh, insane rifler with the most insane aim and yeah, a good teammate as well. So I think uh, he. And he is playing all of uh, JWs uh, rifle positions, I believe. So, r- good replacement, yeah, I would like to say.
0: It'll be good. I uh, I'll add one little contribution to this is that as soon as I found out of the Fnatic Rising roster, I immediately was like, "Oh, so Fnatic are going international? Does that is that what it mean? Like they have to be English speaking? Because why would they get this academy team that just doesn't speak Swedish, right? So yeah, I think that this Per the rumor, I think it makes sense that I think it's going to be moving in a international direction. I guess that means Jacquinho's oping, which I haven't really seen. So that's going to be an interesting uh, facet of this. But that's pretty much all. No I got. man,
3: Alex may not.
0: Nah, we've seen <laughs> we that. Bring it, bring we've seen that. We don't want.
3: We don't need to see it again. <laughs> yeah, Messi, Yeah, so that's like a perfect replacement if he's playing like most of JW's roles. But yeah. also, Messi is like those guys where it's like, you know, how some players you might ask him to play a role and like they'll play it, but they'll be like. I don't know if I can like really do good at it. Like I don't really want to play it. Like you can kind of tell. But, yeah, like yeah. with Messi, it's like you can put him anywhere. She's so like, okay, cool, and then he'll put in the work to like learn the spot, learn the role, whatever he needs to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like just like just a great teammate to have. Got it. This does
2: make me wonder where MSL is gonna end up because he was the other player rumored to Fnatic.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he was going there. But I guess not. Yeah, I thought. I thought that. I, I think remember. this Danish CSGO leaks. He's just like on a, a trivia wheel and he's just spinning around <laughs> <the> <laughs> So, so I had
2: this Twitter account follow <laughs> me earlier and then I just saw this pop up on my feed.
1: What? What is it? Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. Just, <laughs>
2: <was just crazy. laughs> news.
4: Sources
3: close to the situation, say Zipnix might one day, maybe, perhaps, <laughs> be joining FaZe and IP. OG, Fanatic, Mouseports, or <laughs> Complexity. Wow. Huge news. <laughs>
2: And then a follow-up hey. tweet. If the transfer goes through, the player with the lowest HLTV rating
0: will be benched. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that is how they come up with these leaks half the time, I'm pretty sure. No, nah, I actually that the, I looked at that account and it got some things right, but I th- did it I don't know if it deleted like old things, because I'm pretty sure I saw it. I thought it said stuff before that I thought was wrong, but then then again there's like all these l- there's, like, the Polish leaks account think, also yeah. that I might be... I don't remember which. This thing.
2: is the know. problem with they all Twitter have the same journalism, picture. though. They all have yeah, the well, same though They picture. do.
4: They're all the same they do. Guys. But this is The
3: thing about, like, this account, like, Danish CSGO leaks, is that, like, you need to take it more as, like, things that, like, maybe have been, like, discussed or, like, yeah. in the pipeline, you know? Just, yeah. is, like, what the rumor mill It doesn't mean, like, it's definitely happening. I mean, they kind of frame it as, like, yeah, this is what's happening.
2: That's the problem, though. Like, yeah. if you're but gonna it's, report it's something, it's you have
3: to this, like, report... Yeah, it's more of just like these two like these two parties have like talked to each other
0: you know yeah 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 like, well, that part of it is with...
4: probably true especially considering yeah. the were in open talks you know yes well, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 i gotta say i'm disappointed glaive decided to resign i don't know if we're we're talking about that at all but i know that's oh, yeah. a whole other can of worms but yeah. i was <sighs> fully hoping for a, a move for him like I know people are saying don't fuck with G2's lineup or something but if they brought in Glaive iGL I would be fully behind whatever the fuck they were going to do like that I don't know dude Glaive's one those players. Move, so.
3: There's like as an iGL where it's like it doesn't really matter what team you are it's like you have to like at least consider it you have yes. to like take look like if Glaive was like available and like was interested in your team like his agent came to you or something to talk about it even if you're like playing pretty well you know you have to like take like a long card look at your team and you're gonna be like man like we'll adding see. clay would be pretty sick like yeah like, this guy major. has won four majors like
0: yeah damn there's like, almost no ha- team that could you have to like yeah you have
3: to like consider it even if you already have like, a good IGL like if you're like OG of like alexi B it's like I rate alexi B but it's like
0: yeah bro, it's clay <laughs> I'm thinking of teams in the top 30 that wouldn't really consider it and other than like I mean like Oh, Plano is the only one that comes to mind that would definitely reject it. You know, yeah. just. there's just like certain players like that. <laughs> like, where you would you like,
2: like to be our seventh man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're like a simple I mean, one. No outright, he would just actually just shut down the trade, Im- the idea immediately. He'd be like, "No." Call. There's just certain players like that, like you know, like simple
3: Zaiwoo and then Glaive is like the IGL, where you have to like, you always have to be like open to something like that, no matter where your mm-hmm. team stands. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember when I was on Rogue, because um, obviously Hiko was on that team. And he would go, go like, uh, so Vice, if I can convince Simple to join, will you fuck off? <laughs> 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 just, like, just like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, let's go to the the question of the week. It's a simple one. Uh, and it is, what would you do to improve CSGO and ZTR? I would like you to do the honors of starting us off on this one.
1: Uh, nerf the deal.
0: That's your change. Good one. Yeah. Good one. That's your one change. Yeah. Also, yeah. Pretty of course. Smart, and, the, and the the, the, body the... Right.
1: Uh, yeah. You should not okay. be able to have a like. A I don't have cannon.
3: a fucking rifle. here In certain situations. What so... would you? Okay.
0: So, what would your nerf? What would your nerf be? Being a little. So, like, specific?
1: you should still be able to one shot in the head, but yeah. like mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. shot should be like thirty damage or something. Yeah. Because right now yeah. it's like sixty damage if you shoot them in the feet from close yeah
3: the Deagle should always be like one shot to the head like even if yeah. it's not balanced it's just like just one of those things that it's just like that should that should always be a possibility it makes the game exciting makes the game fun yeah it's like how, you know, like how certain people have like wanted to talk about like removing pistol rounds and i'm like no like i can no. i can understand like the economy part of it but it's like they're just too iconic you know seeing yeah. simple just hit like a fucking 4k
0: with a usp it's like yeah. i don't want to see that go away so many of the sickest highlights every year our, our are pistol our, rounds. Yeah. the best player in the world's pistol highlights are just yeah, so beautiful like,
3: like, fuck that, keep
0: pistols, like, I don't I want to see those go. I never, ever, ever want to see That's, that's just iconic, away. dude. I never can.
2: Wait, tier, did you Did you say 30 damage body shots? So you want four four body shots to
1: kill? Uh, Something like that. At least, like, at least make it so it can... At least, double. like, 30,
2: yeah. At least yeah. three shots. Yeah, three, early. 3 I've heard a bunch. I hadn't
1: heard four much. That's no, no. interesting. Maybe a miscalculation yeah. on my
3: part. Four yeah. might be a bit too much, yeah. But I think three would be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: Yeah, three's probably because the, the trouble just, with Deagle is that the way I've actually started modding the game, so I, I know a bit about the way that the damage is calculated. That would basically have to have some weird hard code where if it's a headshot yeah. and the gun is a deagle, it headshots you because damage doesn't have any special modifiers. It's just right. the same for every gun. So that would be that's probably why they haven't changed it actually, because they're trying to figure out what they actually want to do. Or they maybe because it, they don't it, care. I don't know. One or the other.
0: Yeah, that yeah, because it's just it's just linear. It's just yeah. Yep. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just a, it's a 4x multiplier, isn't it? When it's a headshot?
4: Yeah, pretty much. So it basically, from yeah. certain distances, I guess maybe the Deagle would still do it because it has a very high range, like very basically the range does nothing to the Deagle bullet. The damage. In drop terms of damage drop off Yeah, the damage fall yeah. off for range. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't know what they would do with that, but the definitely the, the close range, like just spray and you don't even need to pray because yeah. you're probably going to get them. It's pretty mm-hmm. ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah, it just it needs to just be three, I think, to the stomach or something, because I think I even just saw a highlight uh We play Academy League where someone killed killed four people with one clip of the deagle, all stomach shots. Yeah. Was that on is that against you guys? Uh I Isn't, don't think so. It, it was on con on overpass, thought.
1: It wasn't us then.
0: Uh yeah, was? it's okay. one of Either. the
1: scenarios.
0: Oh no, it was Fury Academy versus Big, I think. I think it was Fury hmm. oh, no, it was okay, yeah, it was Aqua. Aqua got three kills. My bad. He got three, not four. That is... He got three kills
4: yeah,
0: as the smoke was fading, and he stomach shot all three people.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess you could reduce insane. the clip size or something. You can make it six instead of seven. I, that would be one way to do it. I, but no. It still yeah, is not very helpful.
0: First six bullets, First six bullets. Two three kills is how he did. it. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. Well, then
4: it wouldn't even matter. <laughs> I don't know yeah.
0: what to tell you. Yeah, it, it, like that could have been two, and I'd be okay with that. But three was just like. That was all stomach shots. It wasn't even like the last one was a headshot and like was cool or anything. It was like, oh, you just actually just abused this gun. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, no, what is your what would be your one change to improve CSGO? Economy, the space, something about tournaments. Okay, and- mine
2: is mine is sort of a combined one, but I would go back to the old uh old round length that we used to have with the old bomb timer. but simultaneously reduce the length of smokes and Molotovs by uh, a couple of seconds. Okay. So that way that would reduce overall match time, but it would also make it so that the smokes don't stall you out for like eternity with this reduced match time. Okay. So I think that would solve some of the the game length issues because you're reducing the round by I think 20 seconds and the bomb timer by another 5. And that really adds up over the course of the series. Yeah,
0: for for sure. sure. And it would nerf ZTR because literally he can't just sit in a smoke for all 17 seconds. It'd be like yeah. a 12 second smoke. And it's like, oh, you died. They didn't really rotate. It didn't come in. <laughs> uh, Mix, what's your, what would your fix be to see us go? Um,
3: I don't know. I haven't thought about too much about like the economy and stuff in terms of like
0: how I felt. It could be the really scene. Done.
3: You can pick the scene. Well, no, I was just going to say like, I'd be a big fan of like MR1 overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, because oh, okay. i feel like i think part of the reason some of these matches go on for so fucking long is that you just get into like double ot or like triple ot and it's just it just takes forever cuz they're all like full gun rounds so people are like taking their sweet ass time and like every single round. like it it just takes a fucking long time to like complete these ot's and i really wouldn't mind like mr1 i don't know how people would feel about it like if it's like too random or not but i don't know i feel like when you've already gone to overtime you're like 15-15 Getting, like, trying to want a gun around on, like, side would be would be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that would be, like, my my personal scene. I don't know. Actually, what do you think about this ETR since you're obviously a player? I feel like so... it's
1: good. And I feel like uh, when you get into these long overtime games, it's not a matter of, like, who is playing the better CS. It's
3: just, Yeah, it's like, like you're just pointing out, like, random shit. The least it's like, wrong. Exactly. It's, like, the I, least I wrong. I literally, like, remember, the, like, the Liquid versus Mouseports Inferno game was, like, a perfect example of this. Because, like, yeah. in, like, Triple OT or, like, Double OT... Elyse just started juggling an M4 and an AWP to like oh, A site. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was so fucking pissed off though that Mouse never went A because I wanted to see Elyse op finally. Like I've been waiting years for this to see like, you know, Elyse like 3k AWP clip. And I just went B every time and it made me so mad. But it's like, you just start getting shit like that. Like on Dust 2, you just start, the doors just like start getting spammed every round. Yeah. You know, you're just, I don't know. It just turns into like a, it just turns into like gambling and doing like random shit. Like you're not just like playing from your playbook. I don't know. I yeah. think MR1 would also be better for that reason because you're still like playing like within like the normal frame of the game generally.
4: Would you have mm-hmm. to do some kind of like decider for who stays on what side, or would it just keep uh, keep like what they were already on? Um, like what if you're like, if you finished on T, I don't know what anything about mm-hmm. the way Valorant does. Yeah, what it doesn't
3: Valorant is that it like if you're on T side, like on, like the last round of regulation, it switches. Yeah. So you so you play the first round. So like if you were on T side for the second half, you play the first O of T round on CT, and okay. then you like you keep switching from there. So you just swap.
2: Which I think makes the most sense 'cause it it gives both teams the same
4: same ground basically since you're yeah. playing on the side
2: you haven't in fifteen runs, yeah, no
4: kind of resets the momentum there for a one single round fire. Yeah, that's pretty good. I I think it could help a lot because think about the other complaints that came up in this very episode with like all the matches have all these pauses and then you got pauses in OT between halves. It's like ridiculous. So yeah, definitely something that would just get eliminated. Mm -hmm. There probably wouldn't even be, maybe you just get like slightly extended freeze time or something before the MR1. Yeah, Yeah, I'd
3: say like before the MR1, maybe just give them like a minute, you know, at least like be able to like discuss their like, because you're switching sides. So give them like a minute to at least like discuss something that they want to do.
2: And then it just, also makes every there. round count once you reach OT, right? There's okay. so much more pressure but also so like the stakes are higher, there's more incentive for the viewer to to have more tension when they're watching. It it's just stacks up with a lot of different positives.
3: Do you playing map 3 of a major final and MR1 overtime? That'd be fucking <laughs> the nerves are on, dude. The oh, most the most you're you <laughs> you guessing any single like peak you're going to make. Yeah. Oh my like, god like dude. that shit that shit is on No, oh, no i don't want to see that. a kinder crumble like that dude not more no just yeah imagine kidding. like like i feel like see this is where players like jw are the best because jw will just fucking hold w down mid with his op yeah <laughs> and one over time.
0: <laughs> he just sends it for the one round yeah, and his just team's like it, his team he dies though and then they lose and they're all like come on jw why <laughs> do you have to be like this but then he wins or but some games he wins it for them you yeah. know
2: Alex, okay. did you just imply that your kinder is going to be in the next major final? Yes. Okay.
0: So yeah, that core of uh,
3: the core of VP is going to make two straight major finals.
0: Yeah. Amazing. A Vanguard back to back major finalist, but <laughs> don't win either. <laughs> um Pranogo, actually, what, what is your, what would your thing be? What would your uh, one fix be?
4: Well, currently there's a dog fight happening in my background. So uh, my, I my... could go first then. <laughs> yeah, yeah you go, go ahead. Take
0: good then. Um, mine would just to be to have for, it would just, it would solve some of like the money issues for, for the game. I think is to have, uh, like a pay-per-view for, for CS. I think we kind of have to go there for, um, to make the scene more sustainable. But I would, what I would want is I would want like TO's like blast ESL flashpoint. We play whatever to, to do like two broadcasts. One is on Twitch and it's free and it's just the go tv basically and it's just the you can hear the casters but you don't see anything you don't see player cams you don't see desks. You, you know it's it's clearly like the it's like the most bare bones thing ever Do you remember
3: that the e league broadcast the observer exactly. yeah. feed yeah yeah, yeah exactly. so it's like
0: it would be like the e league observer feed where it's just like nothing you don't really see anything it. it's it's fine but because if you really just love the game you can just watch that but you're not getting the whole like experience of watching a good broadcast which i would i don't know it doesn't it doesn't matter to me like 5 bucks for the whole tournament 10 i don't know i don't i think that's fair i think 5 bucks is fine but just something like that i think that's just a way to get a lot more revenue and you still the thing is that you would still get a lot of viewers on just the free twitch platform because a lot of people just kind of want to see it but it's uh it's just something mm-hmm. that i think i think kind of i be curious to, to see that. it tried but yeah i want to see it tried Want to see it. Yeah, You can't like commit to it and obviously didn't work out like do this for two years. Commit to it completely. Like <laughs> dude,
3: Just do because like, like, I, can, I can see this like you can just I can see it not working like very easily. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you just have to trial it for something like an IEM Katowice or K- IEM Cl- like one of the one of their stable tournaments and just trial it for one of them. Announce it in advance and then do it right. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I just think that the economics are so unsustainable for CS right now. They're just so. Yeah, like I you just need think some more income flow. More if revenue. they could do that, the ideal
2: scenario would be that Valve partners with them for that tournament that they do it on, and you pay the subscription fee through the in-game client or something, and that allows you access to the GoTV like in-game as well, so that you can like in majors you can go and and look around in the GoTV yourself and actually fly around the map, etc. Like if Valve somehow partnered with them for that, mm. and because it, it then you don't even have the whole thing where you have to pay. Uh, the fifteen dollar major pass, or whatever, just five, five, ten bucks for access to the tournament feed, and then you have everything else in game. That would be kind of sick, I think. But yeah,
0: I just want without... to. I just want to see some new like revenue sources being experimented with, because I don't think streaming on Twitch is like, yeah. I mean, the the numbers of the amount of money that ESL and Blast are losing is just like that's not okay. That needs to, something needs to change about what they're doing. Okay, Pranoga, do you want to do your, your, your fix? Yeah, my, my single
4: fix, um, I definitely think at this point, like uh, you guys already covered some of the in-game stuff. Uh, I was going to go with something similar to what Notes said about changing the way that utility works. I always thought that like, for example, Molotovs could reduce or extinguish, like maybe reduce the timer of a smoke by half of whatever its current leftover duration is, where that would be Mm -hmm. a way for you to use Molotovs in a more tactical manner instead of flushing people out. If somebody just drops a smoke and it's go time and you have to do it anyway, you throw that down, cuts it in half, maybe disperses really quickly. I don't know exactly. Then it's like a back and forth where if you throw a smoke to extinguish a molotov, it's also going to be less useful. so there's a bunch of different ways that could be things. You could think about like nuke, the set of the elbow smoke that comes in in this recent final. Uh, Nico kept throwing down an incendiary grenade to catch that smoke in the first place. if something an interaction like that happened, the smoke would also last less time, which would you know just change up the window of opportunity. That was one thought that I had, but that's the easy one because that's just in game stuff. I want to see valve actually have some sort of commissioner or something that comes in and and is like a a liaison to the CS esports scene, because this is a suggestion that's been happening plenty of times. People have come up with this and I just feel like it's such a brain dead, obvious solution. Like it's so easy to make this decision because valve clearly have not demonstrated that much of a, like they don't really care unless they are actually partnered with the tournament. And even if they are, I mean, we saw some of the CIS RMRs, so we know they don't care that much, guys. But the fact that they still went through and, like, have not have done so little, I understand that they have done a lot for the game, for the casual players. They've got the operations. They've got the skins. Everybody's happy with those. But I do feel like they, they need to step in a little bit more. And even if they aren't, but they have somebody who can actually communicate to them and almost filter through, because they... They they seem a little f- timid and and afraid of all of the the blasting that they get on a daily basis if Valve doesn't care. And yeah, that's fine. But ideally have somebody who can filter that through, almost like a guy who's reading your tweets for you, <laughs> your Twitter mentions or something. Just try to try to get their the those developers like pointed in a, a more productive direction whenever they have the time to do it. Would be my change for the the scene. Yeah,
2: that's such a prime candidate in Sean Garris a while ago as well. When he I, when he, I think stepped he even
0: down. said he wanted to do it or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um Okay. All right, that just brings us to the very last part of the show. That's the shout outs. So uh, just anything let's do let's do this mix. What do you want to sh- who do you want to shout out? What do you want to shout out? Um
3: shout out Alex. Mostly just because uh, I have to see takes on Reddit every day about how C9 proved Alex isn't a good IGL and how he actually just got hard carried by Zaibu and Vitality. Wow. And that's the only reason they were good, so Really smart people. Yes. Shout out. Really good takes. Okay. So, shout out right. to Alex, who's a top five IJ on the world, and Fnatic is making a great move.
0: Okay. Uh, no, what's your shout out?
2: Uh, I'm going to shout out HLTV for probably the first time. Um, I'm going to be starting as a senior writer as of August 1st. Bold. So, I'm no longer doing coverage. Congrats. And
0: thank you. Um, so, yeah, that's my shout out. What, what does that entail? Like, what's the difference?
2: Uh, basically, technically I was a part-time writer before so uh we're also changing like the way we run our news uh flow and whatnot but right. essentially I'll be working full-time as a news writer now um with set hours and uh I'll be able to cover a lot more of the European scene as well so Do not you get just... benefits
0: no I wish <laughs> full time um, no benefits but yeah no 401k match. No. Okay. All right. ZTR, who or what do you want to shout out?
1: So, shout out to my teammates in Young Ninas and also Danish CSGO Leaks. <laughs> great, great content.
3: Okay. Okay. It's pretty, pretty cool. good content, actually. <laughs> You're yeah. fake just just good content
2: it just drove me nuts that after the rush mention got announced i saw so many reddit comments and even twitter comments of people like oh guess this person was right the whole time and i'm like please please stop and these are probably the same people who gave dk shit for
4: all of his reports which were all accurate yeah yeah Yeah. it's just
0: wild um pronoga what's your your shout out
4: uh, I was going to shout out WePlay for setting up content like this and content like what I just put out, but I feel like that's probably your shout-out, so I didn't want to steal it. No, I'm not going to shout
0: them out. They're okay, already okay, paying me. Yeah,
4: yeah. Okay, you're good. Yeah, shout-out WePlay, then. Thanks for making all this possible. Epic.
0: Um, Sweet. You just stole my shout-out. I lied. I was going to shout them out. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just shout-out ZTR for coming on, dude. It's like 1.40 a.m. for you, and Got a match tomorrow, so you've been a great guest. Um, this is a bit a bit of a cop out, but I mean, yeah, that you're my shout out because also uh, the community definitely undervalued what you were providing, especially on C- T sides, and uh, just like they undervalue what Rush brought on T sides. Um, so that's a uh, that's my shout out. I feel like you actually you actually uh, fit the NIP system very well. They looked good with you. Um, You were like the polar opposite of what Twist brought that team. And I think that's what they needed, a player that, instead of doing too much, did just what they wanted. So shout out to ZTR. Okay.
1: Thanks for letting me come on. It's been great.
3: IGL superstar in the making. All right. That's going to be it.